All right, we are recording in podcast form now. I have to go to the Ladiocast. God damn, that's a lot of shit. All right, Ladiocast is recording, so we're live on the rant. Rantiumradio.com. Now, where is this more button? Live on the face space. Here we go, people. We are all we're back on the the Zoom call. Let me do a little shooter real quick. We got Get prepared. Uh, we got Kate the Great is back joining us. Yeah, got, I am. Uh, KJG in the house. You Let's know it. 546. Uh, we got uh, Adam Bomb joining us tonight at 730. Sorry, Kev. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Sorry, this is a lot. Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> fuck, man! I got like the def- I got everything open on my computer. If this shit explodes, share to your page. Nope, this page. Yes. Putting the finishing touches on the old top five. There you go, the top five. We got a full show. We got a special uh, interview that I did this morning with a Ring of Honor talent, and I'll tell you who that is once the show gets starting. I'm so uh, mad I missed that. Because you got to get in, uh, you got to get in and listen to some of the the Shining Wizard Wrestling podcast. Leave a review, dicks. Yeah, dicks. Uh, <laughs> all right, we are. We should be live on all platforms. Let me close this. I was trying to watch all the wrestling this morning, and my computer was the bottom of my computer was getting really hot. So I had to take like a, like an hour break. I don't. I don't know if it's ever happened before. My, I feel like the plug that I plug in always gets hot and or my laptop always gets hot. I don't know if that's good or not. Well, uh, Kevin, as a Mac uh, owner. That's right. Right. I have two because I'm mil- oh. millionaire, Matt. That's right. Uh, Tr- I'm trillionaire, Tony. Trillionaire, Tony. Tr- no, T-Donk. All right. Trillionaires oh. don't go to fucking Lake George and take weird pictures of people and then send it to your friends with that's no true. context. Lake Donk. Send us a picture. That's one of the finger legs. Like donk. Send us a picture of fucking Jib Duggan. Don't send me a picture of some dumb shit that I don't know what's going on about. I love Flaxall Hip Juggin. He can't he's not even gonna be able to listen to this. He's out in the goddamn woods. Finger lakes. Finger lakes something. Anyway. I grew up in them parts, sir. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm just I'm quoting Jim Carrey for the from the office. Oh my gosh, yeah, the finger. I actually thought you were quoting um what's the oh my god, there's an SNL sketch with the sisters that are singing and Fred Armisen is always talking about the finger legs. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think I was I don't think I was invested in SNL and the Fred Armisen. No, I definitely was. Never mind. Same deal though. Yeah. The finger finger legs. Yeah, my family is up in the finger legs. Hope it's not too not too far from here screen all right sorry no I'm you're excited good. look i just finished watching i uh, just put the office on downstairs when i was done with my uh my when you got done with the finger lakes with my wrestling fix so no we're not at the finger lakes yet i was gonna say do you think maybe your computer was like hot on the bottom because there's just so much fucking wrestling to watch that it doesn't even get a break anymore? i don't fu- i don't fucking know man i can't it's insane. There's so much. Here's the problem, right? I Chrome, I use Google Chrome to cast NWA, Ring of Honor, and New Japan World because the New Japan World app on my phone fucking sucks. It sucks a fucking Not good. bag of dicks, okay? 
So I have Ooh. to use my goddamn right. laptop. And once I once I stream it, I can put my laptop to the side, but then my laptop's fucking open and my battery is draining. And if I close Google Chrome or I close my laptop, then the fucking thing shuts off. So, so you you just have to abuse your laptop. You need a wrestling laptop. That's what you need. Yeah. A whole you separate need, laptop you need, dedicated. You need a laptop that could take bumps. <laughs> well, that's how the first one got broken. Well, that... That laptop couldn't take bumps, but it it, it took literal bumps. It kicked out. <laughs> it took All a right, bump. Well, took good. a bump on the way to Tony's once. Fucking falsy bastard. And then never it never recovered from the bump. And yeah. then it sat in my computer bag. And then uh, during the pand like right when the pandemic started, uh, I was Tony was going through the website and the and the catalog and he was like making sure there were backup for every episodes and there was episodes he was missing and I knew they were on this laptop so I plugged this thing in I ran a fucking cord to the TV cuz I knew the screen was shot I opened this some bitch up and it worked perfectly and it's been working ever since so it's been the extra laptop but it's probably slow as shit like I probably can't record anything on it uh it takes forever for things to update So your Did computer's I- bump card got filled up it basically went away I had neck fusion surgery and it came back, but it doesn't work like it used to. That actually feels all very apropos. <laughs> Yo, that's so funny you mentioned neck fusion surgery. I just started listening to, I gave Kurt Angle's podcast a chance today. And the first one, it's really good. Yeah, I'm surprised you're this late on it. Well, because I, I, I was, you know what it was? Because back in the day when, when he started it, I was still on like COVID schedule. So I was literally only working like three hours a day, if that, like three days a week. So, and I don't listen to podcasts when I'm home. So I finally caught up with all the other ones, like the JR, the, uh, the Bruce, and um, the Major, and all those. So I'm like, all right, I need something else now. And I started Kurt Angle's. I listened to his first one today. Very, very good show. I'm going to give you a spoiler on the Kurt Angle shows. No, no, please don't. Please don't. Please don't. No, he's very, open about, he's very open about his drug addiction. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he, doesn't re- he doesn't remember a lot of stuff. He didn't remember the question that Conrad asked him two minutes after he asked the question. Yeah, he was in the middle of a conversation. I was like, what did you ask me again, Conrad? So that's a running theme. Yeah. So just be, uh, don't be, oh, I mean, excited. it makes sense. He's, Dude. you know, he's had his, yeah, he's had a rough go of it, but. One of the best ever. And we, I think we have one of, I'm so, I don't even know what. Like, I don't even know where to start with like, like designing questions for our guests tonight. Like I, I have no idea. We're going to Adam bomb at seven 30. There's a special interview that it's going to be just available in podcast form. We got a new impact world champion. We got AEW rampage. We got new Japan. We got fucking, uh, fucking the number one contender at impact. We got ring of honor, glory by honor this weekend, SummerSlam this weekend. Kate's joining us. Kate's very popular. Now she got Thank extra you. popular from fightful. She did the SmackDown. Fightful uh, AEW Rampage post show Friday night. She's part of the Mark Order podcast. She's part of the Shining Wizard family. Adam Bomb, I want to make him part of my family. Um, That's right. Although uh, I'm not gonna the 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 footballs and the goggles a little too pricey for me right now. I looked on. How much millionaire Matt? Look the his... gimmick, bro. Yeah, duh. Key. I'm so <laughs> jealous that I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> the wife. The wife was asking money questions the other day, so now I gotta. Book. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, you know. She's like, I installed a bidet for you, sir, and you're spending all of our money. Yeah. No, no. Here, I don't spend her money. We have separate bank accounts. Oh. And then we have, 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then we have uh we have a joint bank account to pay the bills. Okay. But, but you that's don't... it. No, no, no. I don't, mm. put my, I don't put my money with her. She don't put her money with me. What are you crazy? Oh, I don't know. I thought that's how marriages work. No, 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 no she's no. she's smart. She sees what's coming in that house. Well, no, like, I you're agree. You're not gonna bankrupt me too with your five hundred fucking pillow buddies and your nine yeah. million. I agree. Ups. She's smart. <laughs> Matt's a little bit of, I don't know. I would. We We're good. That. We're good. We got very little debit. We got money Credit. in the bank. We got. We got lots of, we got, we're good. We're good. We're comfortable. You got money in the bank, but it's SummerSlam season, pal. That's right. And it's all next here on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Let's see if I don't fuck this up. Huzzah! The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. Shining Wizards. This is former WWE superstar Al Snow and also a magician to the blind. You're listening to the Shining Wizards. Monday night, and you know what that means. It's another episode of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. I don't like doing the intro. This is usually Tony's thing. I feel very, very, uh, I'm very disheveled right now, gang. I don't like, I got to play the fucking music. I got to play the drops. I use different drops when I do it. Tony doesn't do the fucking dumb purification song. That's his stupid gimmick. Dumb. I was gonna say don't, you should not feel frazzled start. about this. You should feel pure. No, don't start. And with like that your shit. soul has been cleansed. Don't start with that, Kate. And uh, he plays that. <laughs> he always plays the say "fuck the shining wizards" drop. And I like the motherfucking shining wizards drop. Although he's not a big Nick Gage fan. And hmm. I had to scour my liners because I feel like he plays the same fucking dumb ones every week. And he's not here, and he's not gonna hear this till he listens. So I hope you fucking. <laughs> that's usually that's usually how it works. Now. Well, no, because he starts fucking. <laughs> When he's not here, Kevin, see, see now, see her, he starts fucking texting, he's fucking bothering me. Yeah. He's going to take so a like, page what, out of fucking what, Danny Rusinello's book, trying to do a fucking run-in on the fucking Zoom. I'm going to shut that shit down, son. Danny Rusinello has been, oh, by the way, this is Wrestling Talk and Talk About Wrestling. wrestling. See, see, Matt. Kevin. Oh, no, damn it. Hold on. K-J-G. And very special guest joining us again for the second week in a row, I believe. This is the one, the only Fight Club's own 
KTGK, the great Kate Henser on deck, I see. And of course, now a part of the very prestigious and very probably the, the most trusted news source in wrestling right now, maybe along with um, PW Insider, I would say, but Fightful.com. Uh, Kate, welcome to the show once again. Family for life. Welcome back. I couldn't even do the boot, the hand things for life. <laughs> I can't talk and walk at the same time. But I mean, how are you, Kate? I am so good. How are you? Oh, you know, just living the dream. Matt, how are you? You know what, Kev? I'm not going to lie to you. Pretty good. Pretty good. I had a very, very long, hot week in the food truck industry. All right. Uh, but I got a pretty comfy gig coming up this week. So if you're, uh, if you're down in yeah. Jersey City at the, uh, at the National, you're checking out that PGA, you come on by. The Pizza Vita stand between holes one and four. Say hello to your your favorite shining wizard. I'll be there. Say that's hello good... to your little friend. <laughs> that's a lot between one and four. I feel like that's like twelve miles. No, no, because uh, one the green to one is right behind it, and then uh, they go down and then they zigzag back up. Ah, zigzag. They zigzag. So it's uh, and there's a tequila bar apparently right next to us. So you're gonna have some fun. That's I'll, great for you. I'll be no, I'll be doing a lot of work. Hopefully, I used to yeah, drive still, by that golf course every, when we used to work in Gray's at Gray's in Jersey City. I used to drive past that golf course every day, and I always wanted to go there, but I don't even play golf. But I heard there was a tequila bar, so it's a beautiful, beautiful golf course. Yeah, I mean the, the PGA play, the PGA is there. It's gotta be right. It's true. So I'll have some early mornings, and I'll be going to bed pretty early, like an old person. But uh, I'm pretty excited for it. That's a good deal. You're going to make that cash money if you're next to the, they're going to be like, I want my tequila. And then they're going to be like, motherfucker, I want that pizza. Here's all my money. That's right. You're going to be Matt, like, yes, please. Matt, have you had any Eli Manning sightings lately? Um, I haven't been at the restaurant much, but I'm sure if I ask my wife, uh, my she, wife, she's probably seen him a bunch. Hmm. I don't even know why I care about that. I'm not a, I'm a Jets fan. I don't give a, no. So it's, cool. no, it's definitely cool. Like if I ran into Eli Manning, I don't know what I don't know what I would do, to be honest with you. Kate. Eli Manning. Yes. What about him? Hall of Famer. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah, yes. I think so. Yep. Is he the best Hall of Famer going into the Hall of Fame? No, but he's a Hall of Famer, I think. Yeah, I agree. Matt, do you agree? Yes, I do agree. Yes. Look at that. Starting off a wrestling podcast with some football talk. How about it? I'll tell you what. We got Adam Bomb, Brian Clark, Wrath, one half of Chronic, the Night Stalker, whatever you want to call him. He's coming in at 730, coming in hot. He's got a big weekend ahead of him. He's going to be out there in Vegas for SummerSlam weekend. He's doing the World Wrestling Fest. Uh, I got lots of questions. I got to know who the Macho Man is who he's doing this (laughs) thing with. Uh, you don't know the Macho Man? No, I think it's absolutely a disgrace that somebody is actually running around in this gimmick. So I definitely want to ask about that. I'm sure he has nothing oh, to do. I'm sure he has nothing to do with it. But the fact that he's on a fucking poster with the Macho Man—it's Adam Bomb, Jimmy Hart, Conan, Medusa, Willie Mack, Chris Bay, Charmel, Juventud Guerrero, Andrade, Booker T, Sabu, Joey Janello, Macho Man. Joey Janello. That's Janello. so funny. I only know. I saw Macho Man doing like you know that like silk brand soy milk or whatever. They have so this like is a like a dude that, that does like a, it's his this is his gimmick. 
Like, is this he'll, like just, he'll just go to the grocery store dressed as the Macho Man. Is this like kind of like Randy Hogan esque? I guess so. I guess he's not really a wrestler. He oh, just is. He's is not it... a wrestler. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's like a cosplayer. I know exactly who this guy is. Okay, then different, different. I thought this was like a thing. Like this dude fucking wrestles as the Macho Man. No, 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 no. Just like a Mark who wears Macho Man gear everywhere and like does a pretty good Macho Man impression. And then like that Silk brand, or I think it was Silk, they had like a, a wrapper on whatever their yogurts were that said, oh yeah. Um, and he like got sponsored by them for a minute, I think, which is so funny. But no, he's not like taking a legendary gimmick and oh, like deal working. breaking it. He'll be working at the very prestigious SWF coming up soon. <laughs> oh boy. Jersey Independent Wrestling. Big week. Lots of ha- this. Look. Every week, my fucking notes get more and more. Mm. Right, I just can't keep up with them. That's right. Let's talk. Let's talk. AEW Rampage. Kate, I know you did a bunch of talk at Friday night on the Fightful Post Show. Uh, I'm not doing the Wednesday night show because I got this golf thing, so I'm going to talk AEW. I know Kevin watched both of these shows this week, so uh, usually we don't really dive deep into the AEW because um, uh, Kevin uh, and me – enjoy it but tony hates it and we usually just put too much shit on our plate for the show but man fucking AEW rampage what a start what yeah, a start uh, they did like seven hundred forty thousand too, which beats the shit out of what the friday dynamites were doing which is really cool and uh i think they'll probably crack a million this weekend would be my guess with the anticipated debut of punk but um it, it's so funny we say it all the time that like when dynamite's really good that feels like it's 20 minutes long. And so to have an hour show that was that stacked, I felt like flew by so fast. I could not believe how quickly that episode went. And the opening match, I was just like, it was just an incredible match and a booking surprise. So I was like, wow, the first thing that they're giving you is like a surprise booking wise. And I mean, definitely Christian's best match since he's been at AEW for sure. Yeah. And I, uh, I 100% agree. I was just worried that people like, cause you know, like the internet is major- it's easier to be negative than it is to be positive. No, really? Yeah. A little <laughs> bit. So I was thinking like, if like, I'm like, Oh man, fans are going to complain. Like if this is all we get a new impact world champion, then we're, this show wasn't that great, but this show was awesome. And I couldn't agree more. And the fact that now I, I know we kind of went back and forth last week about are we really going to get Christian and Kenny Omega at all out? I think we are. And if, and I'd be totally okay with that because how great that match was and how great another match between them will be. Now, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Kevin, you Uh had a lot of vested interest in this impact world championship Friday night because Thursday night on impact the true most professional wrestler, Kevin's BFF, Brian yeah. Myers. Boyfriend. That's right. He won a 20-man battle royal. So here you are Thursday night. You're riding this high, right, of the beautiful new Impact YouTube platform that you love so greatly. Uh, I fucking hate it. It wasn't as, it wasn't as unbearable this week because I, like, I was able to find the stream uh, relatively quickly. And I was, and I, it's like an it's like an hour behind. But then I fa- I just I just you know what I'm just gonna start tweeting after the show. Yeah, I think it's uh, uh I think it's a sh- 
I know what Impact's trying to do, but I think it's a shitty because I think a lot of people do the live tweeting, and a lot, I don't have access, and I know you don't have access. So you know, and I again, I'm usually never home on Thursdays, but to watch, um, an Impact show, Twitch is easy. You put it on your phone, you put it on your computer, whatever. Now, like, I'm not paying with all. I pay for fucking Impact Plus. So I just wait a couple days because I'm never home. But yeah. you're paying a dollar, and now you're fucking behind. It fucks up your tweet game. Excuse me. Sorry, I'm drinking this energy drink. And you fucking crush. Yeah, I mean, for what it is, it's not the worst. It's it's a great. I'm sorry, Matt. Oh, yeah. You crush, you crush the tweeting on Thursday night. So I feel like this affects our brand because you can't get out there and crush it in real time, man. No. Yeah. And that, and that hurts. I need real time. I need real time love. That's what I need. Like, I don't need... I don't need delayed love, all right? I need the adoration. No, no one does, right, Kate? Give me that real-time loving. Give me that real-time loving. That's a (laughs) t-shirt. Give me that real-time loving. But yes, my dear, good, close, personal friend shocked the world on Thursday night when when he became the Impact Wrestling number one contender too, which we would find out the next night. Christian Cage, a story... A match. I don't think that, unless like it was, unless like Hawkins was like a, like a low tier guy, and it was just like a random TV match. I don't think we've ever gotten it, one on one, Christian Cage versus Brian Myers. Two thousand twelve. I saw a link that was floating around. I didn't watch the match, but there was like I think it only happened once, and it was okay. like a decade ago. But yeah, I mean they're both very different wrestlers now. Um, the thing that I don't like about them taking off Twitch, I don't think any other wrestling promotion had like Twitch watch alongs because the content would be banned. And even if you had the audio on in the background, it would be banned, but because they were on Twitch, you could like put yourself on a sidebar and do that. And I felt like I actually saw a lot of people doing that on Twitch. And I feel like they really like kind of bankrupted themselves on something that was cool and very unique to just them. Cause like because of copyright stuff nobody else could do that so i'm bummed that they did it and i just don't get like the business model here like what, what are they are they gaining because access is so specific to specific households like it, yeah i don't it, know it, it, it's never good to make your product less accessible i feel like so how how do you how do you make more money is it like is it a dollar on youtube or is it a subscription on twitch like i don't know I don't know because like, don't you don't you have to pay if you subscribe? Don't you have to like pay for like a tier or something like that on Twitch? I think you do. So they could easily, uh, and and they're gonna lose a lot of people that way because it, it was just so perfect. Because I don't have access TV, right? Like I have, I have Xfinity. I don't have it. It's not available. But uh, I, it's upsetting. But I'll learn. I'll adjust on the fly and i'll continue to crush tweets and get likes by all the top talent in aew impact wrestling and the likes going back to to friday night rampage here's my one complaint about kenny omega christian cage Uh oh and uh, maybe i'm picking nits all right thought the match was dynamite and this is just the tip of the iceberg because they're giving us this main event at Dynamite. Um, Dynamite. You said Dynamite. they're giving us this main event at All Out. They're going again just for the AEW World Championship. I don't think it's title versus title because I think Kenny is the Impact World Champion. Is just no, it can't be because Brian's going to win it on Saturday. 
That's a very good point. So Kevin has been probably drinking since one o'clock. If he feels that way, <laughs> wow. I think he will win it. You do. You think, I do. You think Christian's a transitional champion? I, 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 I don't see why not. Like, what? Like, this is the kind of the same thing I had when I picked Ryder to win the IC ladder match. Like, why have him in the match if he's not going to win? He's a heel, right? He's like a good bad guy, and he came out of nowhere and eliminated Chris Saban and Moose, Moose. to to win. <laughs> to win the to win the spot so you have a healed champion you have all these baby faces that can chase and if maybe we're kind of slowing down the interaction between aew and impact i don't know if that's anything at all i'm just totally making that up but i don't see why not you have a, a heel as your champion and then have either christian chase if he's still sticking around or you have moose you have chris saban all these guys that can chase him for that belt so i've I, all right, is he going to win? Probably not. It's, it's probably like 60-40 super fan slash realist. But, I mean, in wrestling logic, it makes sense to have your heel be your champion and have your entire roster chase him instead of somebody that we don't know who how often he's going to be on Impact. I think it's so cute how much faith Kevin has in Brian Myers. It's so sweet. It's such a beautiful relationship. I gotta I support my guy, man. He's my guy. No, you're just so loyal to your man. That's right. Um, I don't know. I don't think Brian Myers is gonna win. I think <laughs> I think Christian is I'm gonna how do I keep this up here the whole show? I have to get a piece of just tape. tape <laughs> Brian, what are your thoughts going in? This is perfect. We're gonna interview Brian Myers right, right now. Brian, go. you are the number one contender heading into Saturday. How mm. are you feeling about your chances against Christian Cage? Oh, I don't even know how to do it. Brian doesn't have a voice. I don't know how to do it. You blew it! Whole thing sucked. <laughs> all right. Whole thing sucked. Let me ask you. Uh, all right. So let's just say, right, because at this uh, emergence uh, special that's happening on Saturday, right, Christian against Brian Myers, which is gonna, I think is going to be an excellent match. A lot of people shit on the, on Brian Myers, A, because they're not familiar with his character and impact, and B, because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Okay. Don't forget, this is the dude that, that worked with The Rock to get him in ring shape when he came back to wrestle John Cena. Like, yeah. Brian Myers, like, the most professional wrestling thing is a gimmick. Dude's fucking good. I know he doesn't get his WWF run wasn't like the greatest, but he had some real high highlight moments as an edgehead and with Ryder with their attack team. And he's been fucking killing it at impact. So absolutely. If you and your first assumption is that he's a fucking jobber because you only know him from the WWE as Kurt Hawkins. You got do your research, bro. Fuck. Pump you got, and you got to remember his run when he got released the first time. He was everywhere. He was like a regular PWG. He was like right. literally like everywhere. He, he t- so much where he made a a, a, a a video series called Making Towns. He was literally everywhere. So and listen, I'm a fanboy. I get it. It is what it is. I know. I've <laughs> I, I've accepted it. He's. I just talked to him two days ago. We're no, friends. It's cute. All right, pal. It's cute. We're not best friends. We're not. We're not like friends. We're more like acquaintance. We're friends of Jace, but I support everything he does because he's such a good dude. All right. So no, and he he is a great worker. You're right. I don't think he's going to be your next champion, but I will say, I'm a little suspicious with what happened with AAA of Kenny retaining that championship. If this isn't going to be a title versus title match, that actually does yeah. make me a little bit no, no, more may- nervous, but I think people love this idea of Christian having the title and him being the first God, what were the four first NWA ECW 
TNA. Stop. Just stop. Stop. Stop with the ECW. It's not fucking ECW. Stop. My mother-in-law last week, she says, you weren't, you didn't do the podcast last night, last, on Monday? I said, yeah, I did watch. She said, I didn't hear you yelling upstairs. This is why. (laughs) This is why I yell. Because you guys, it doesn't count. Nah. No. What what was on the belt? You know what, Kevin? I don't know, because I never fucking watched it. It was the same belt that they had in ECW. It was not the same fucking belt that they had in ECW. Same design it was. Not even close. The one that they first had, that that RVD had? Fallacy. Greatest ECW champion. You know, I can mute both of you. I am in charge of this tonight. Ezekiel Jackson. Ezekiel Jackson. You think I'm not? Anyway, because I don't want to mute you, Kate. You had to fucking bring up goddamn (laughs) WWE CW. Buster's pissed off about it now. Buster is pissed. Hold on. I'll mute myself. Kevin, back to you. Let's just say. Oh. Our guest is ready to come in. He's super early. I'm going to – all right, we're going to circle back to this AEW Impact conversation. But tonight's guest, I'm going to let him in the chat room. He's ready. He's fired up. He's dropping bombs. He's wearing sunglasses inside. He's full. He's got his memorabilia. He's looking like a fucking rock star. I am so excited for this. He's connecting to his audio. There he is. Mr. Clark, how are you, sir? Hey, guys. What's going on? Not much. Welcome to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Uh, this is such an honor and a pleasure. Uh, Brian Clark, Adam Baum, Wrath, the Night Stalker. You wear many hats, uh, but you uh, always have a place in my heart uh, as Adam Baum, because I loved Adam Baum as a kid. Uh, we are so happy to have. Can we be part of the Bomb Squad? Absolutely. Come on, man. Of course. Automatic. This is the coolest I've ever felt. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm part of the bomb squad, baby. <laughs> Shirts on the way. <laughs> I like it. Well, you head over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Adam Bomb. You can pick up a bomb squad shirt that you see Mr. Clark wearing right there. Uh, how's life treating you, Mr. Clark? I know you've been busy. I know you're going to be uh, out in Vegas this weekend for WrestleMania. The, uh, WrestleMania wait, wait, wait. For SummerSlam. There, okay. For the World Wrestling. I'm so excited. For the That's World cool. Wrestling Fest taking place August 20th to the 22nd inside the Nerd. It's downtown Las Vegas. Yourself, right. Jimmy Hart, Conan, Medusa, Willie Mack, Chris Bay, Charmel, Hoovy, Andrade, Booker T, Sabu, Joey yeah. Janela, many more. You're yeah. going to be there. How do you, How's the convention uh, scene treating you? Uh, really good. Um, you know, post or, or excuse me, uh, pre-COVID, um, I was starting to pick them up and start doing a few. Um, and now that uh, things have calmed down some, I'm um, I'm booked all the way till uh, the end of the year almost. But you know I don't you know I sort of pick and choose. I don't go you know you know it's maybe once a month, twice maybe depending on location because I'm I'm out west. I'm in Arizona, so it just varies. You got that? You got that nice dry dry heat today? Oh, 105. You know, no big deal. It's dry. It's the dry heat, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. See, that's not bad. I, we know, were at like 106 with the humidity last week here in Jersey. It was rough. Well, I'm originally from Florida, so I know all about the humidity. I, you know, I totally understand that. So you are one of those rare wrestlers that we've had a chance to talk to where you've literally worked almost everywhere. AWA, WCW, Smoky Mountain, WWF, All Japan, WCW. 
what's that journey been like for you? Like looking back, does like you know young Brian Clark think he's gonna travel the world being a professional wrestler? Like how amazing is that? Um, looking back at it, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I had a little bit. Um, I got my feet wet in a couple of promotions, and then some of the promotions were folding at the time, kind of a situation. But yeah, man, I have got to do so much. Uh, I've been blessed. I'm, you know, I've been lucky. Um, I, it's been it's been a great journey. I I love it. And you mentioned some of those promotions closing the AWA. Uh, right. You were there right towards the end, but you got to do a lot of stuff with Ox Baker and being a young man. What was that like being under his learning tree? Oh my gosh, oh man, he was classic. I mean, I've had some been around some great people, but he was. You know, you see that face and you're thinking, "Oh my, yeah, you know, he's terrorizing looking." You know, but he was so funny. Um, just a real loud. He was obnoxious, but he was a funny obnoxious. That you know, if you if you can picture that. Um, but he comes into a room, man, and forget about it. <laughs> you know, you got to work on that. Obnoxious is like what I obtained to be, but I don't know if I made it. I might just be at the obnoxious point. I haven't, I haven't decided there. Oh, just you got it. You got it. Just go oh, in and take thank over. You. That's all you got. That's all you got to do. Just go in there and dominate. <laughs> I appreciate that. We'll see what they have to say. But right, yeah. By the end of this, we'll be lucky if your head fits in the uh, in that box, Kate. By the end of this interview, he keeps giving you compliments. <laughs> picking on you i get it a lot <laughs> all right so, i understand so so i'm probably going to be like it's it's usually easy to prepare for a guest in, in terms of what line of questioning you want to ask but with you there's so much that i that i want to know that i'm just going to be all over the place if that's okay with you sure yeah I'll, all right I'll, I'll do my best all right so wrestlemania 10 correct you versus earthquake correct yes that was supposed to be ludwig borga correct I have, I've had a couple of people say that, but I really, I never did hear it because prior to that, uh, we were on a European tour and I worked with Earthquake for like 10 nights in a row, preparing for Mania. That's sort of the way they did it at the time. Uh, and we had like a 15 minute match worked out. Um, a damn good match, actually. Um, I never did hear, I, I'm hearing Ludwig Borger stuff now, but I think he may have either left or got terminated prior like way right. before that or at least maybe january prior prior to that i'm, I'm not sure so so, so yeah. how 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 far and how far ahead did you know that you were going to have this match at wrestlemania 10 at the garden um probably a month or two before like i said uh we started working it um and like i said we worked all those nights prior to in europe different places uh germany uk so I would say a, a month or two, maybe, but again, I can't quite pinpoint the date. Yeah, that was a that was a fun moment. That was I think Earthquake may have just uh, he had, he. I mean, the natural disasters turned turned babyface, but he was like a single at that point now as a babyface. Right. Yep. So that was like having you in that match and Harvey Whippleman going what? after Finkel. What match? <laughs> I got squashed. Come on, <laughs> literally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that benefit, I don't know if that benefited either one of us, honestly. I don't know. It's just bringing back so many memories because yeah, that was just sure, such a yeah. great, just a great moment in my in my recollection. Okay. So, so for those not familiar, that WrestleMania ten match unfortunately lasted like thirty five seconds. How frustrated are you though when like 
everyone is so over the moon. Like Sean and Razor had this amazing ladder match, but like for you, this is your WrestleMania moment. Like how frustrating it is is it for you to be in the back to know like my fucking time's gonna get cut. You know, like this is great. Like the fans are going crazy for it, but you know, to uh, steal a line from Raven, what about me? Yeah. You know, I probably thought about it at the time. Um, but you know what? When it's a live show, it's hard to say, okay, you know, if guys run over and if, if someone they did it on purpose, it's hard to say. I, you know, um, I had, you know, everybody talks about the WrestleMania moment, but for me, um, that didn't touch the pinnacle of winning the All Japan titles with in Sapporo with um, my partner, Brian Adams. That was absolute top. In, in my my eyes, and you guys got to beat you meet you beat Muda and uh, uh, K, right? Right. That's amazing. How how is the Japanese wrestling culture different from the American wrestling culture? Um, I feel like they're very they're a lot more respectful, um, and that's not a slam on the U.S. fans because you know pro wrestling fans. I'll say this before. Pro wrestling fans are by far the best fans in any sport. Just the fact that all the stuff that they see in the garbage are some garbage they have to put up with, um, and they still are there, and, and it's great. Um, but yeah, I, I think Japanese fans are a, a little more respectful. I would definitely say that. So let me ask you this though: to to, to dive into this a little bit deeper, how yeah. different is the all Japan audience? To the new Japan audience, are do they overlap or is it completely different? Um, that one, I, it's hard to say. I, I never worked New Japan. Of course, I watched. You know, I watched a lot of it um, yeah. later. Um, but at the time we were there, I don't really, um, I don't really, I don't know how their fans reacted. I'm probably gonna think it was maybe similar, but I'm not sure. Because I'm just thinking in my head. To me, like for some reason, all Japan seems like way more like. Like, I'm just really just going to beat you up where like New Japan is like, we're going to have a, an art, like, an art team. I, I, I could be way off. That's just in my head how it sounds to me. And maybe the current product is like that. And I could see that. But you remember back, this was back in 03, you know, 02, 03, that, that neighborhood. So I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't think it was the same. All right. Yeah. So we're going to miss Kev. <laughs> I said, "Sweet and a miss with a question." <laughs> oh, I'm, I don't know if I answered it or not. I'm, no, no, no. It, that was my fault. It was a dumb question. <laughs> We're on the line with uh, Adam Bomb at Real Brian Clark on Twitter. Make sure you're following him. ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Adam Bomb. He's got an eBay store, Adam Bomb hyphen Chronic. Uh, he's selling all sorts of stuff. I'm looking at it right now. We got the we got the football, we got the goggles, and we got two eight by tens. Here's my question with the eight by tens. The yeah. tattoos, all right? Yeah. We got, yeah, sure. So is this one of, like, the Adam Bomb, like, a, is that a real tattoo, or is that, like, part of the gimmick? No, no, that was a, a shoot tattoo. I had, I was in the military, of course, I'm a veteran, go vets. But, um, yes, I, we, we can talk all about vets all day, brother, I'll be right there. But, yeah, the tattoo issue was, uh, I, had a mil- I had a tattoo when I was in the military, and then I got that over it, and then when I left there, lasered it right off, and became wrath chronic and all in all That's which true. version of the wrath character did you prefer were you happier when you were running with with mortis chris canyon or did you like the second coming of wrath 
which was like like no joke wrath exactly no joke wrath <laughs> i mean i went undefeated for i don't know six seven months or whatever it was um yeah man and i had that meltdown finisher uh you know i think that's the first time i've ever i've ever seen that move i invented it I, a million people have done the, the pump handle but no one ever took him up and over all the way like i didn't then tuck the head and make him do a slam if you go back and watch you you know you'll see people hook that move but they never a lot of people are not strong enough to do it um i got mean in it and he was 320 so yeah i know so let me let me ask you this question and you've probably gotten it a million times how many times did people because i thought about it compared to the jackhammer what i i, I didn't understand that question oh uh, no i'm sorry so it, it was like the most innovative move we had seen i think since the jackhammer like oh. the jack so like okay. the jackhammer was like maybe like a year prior or a couple few months prior and then you come in and do that yeah which is almost equally as impressive yeah absolutely yeah i i agree um they both were were huge high impact kind of moves and you know and also i had an aerial attack i there was i would go flying off the top rope um you know front flip off the apron i, I did all that high stuff you know I, that's one thing that i'm i am when i look back at the, the some of the footage and stuff that people show me i'm so glad i was just not a foot soldier where you know i had three moves and that was it <laughs> you know i i had to make myself different being at 66 290 i'm still going up top so let me ask you a question. I threw a baseball yesterday across the street because I live, I have a field across from my house and my wife and me. Uncle Rico? Like, no, that? definitely not Uncle Rico. And my fucking arm okay. is, my arm is fucking killing me right now. Okay. You were throwing well, them, I, God, you were throwing have, them footballs. I trained twice today already. You're hurting? Come, well, come on. I'm fucking, I'm a broken person. You better get back in the gym, brother. I got to see a gym first to go back. Well, yeah, that probably helped. Yeah, you I, don't want, I don't want to take my shirt off again on the show. Yeah, don't do that. No. I tombstone, tombstone Jesus made me take off my shirt. I had a, I had a moment where you, I, it was East Rutherford, New Jersey, the Meadowlands. That's where that's our home base right around here back in the day. And okay. I remember you, you, I was, you were in a match. I, I told, don't ask me who you were working. But you were doing the football gimmick, and one of the footballs literally went right through my hands, uh, and the, and the lady behind me got it. It was it was like it was so cool to be that close. I've never been that close to anything, to like a frisbee, to anything, and it was just awesome. Like that that red and yellow football with the little propeller at the or the back or the the bomb or whatever. It was just it was awesome just to even to even be that close to that. That's like a that's one of the most legendary like gimmick items of all time i feel like i could launch them too i mean i could throw those things into the upper deck they just i mean you know you can really let them go you don't have to give them a whole lot of get them going right. i don't know what that that thing just flies it, and, it was it was right around the time where like nerf footballs were like really like the nerf turbos were like they were yeah. just designed to just like fly and you didn't need a t-shirt cannon none of that pussy shit you were fine <laughs> You ever just uh, see if I was if I was Adam Bomb and I was doing that, I would just peg people that had Shawn Michaels shirts on. Oh, I would just fucking wing them, wing them, whip them at him. Get out of yeah, here. Know, there were a couple of times where I sort of sidearmed it and I did pop to people. 
and they weren't they weren't expecting it, you know. So that did happen. <laughs> uh, you yeah. you go from from AWA to U U W A. Oh, I'm sorry. I got all these boxes over here because I'm in the middle of packing, and you see these boxes over here in my office. Looks like a wreck. You have the coolest background of a guest on here, though, I think. Look at this. It's well, all the lit up cases. It's looking good in there. I love it. I give my wife a ton of credit for that right there. She, you know, she did a lot of that stuff. Babe. She's excellent at that. She loves the crafting kind of stuff, you know, so yeah. All right, she did me, good. It looks great. Yeah, I think she did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you now, Mark, Mark question. In that, in that beautiful display case back there, I see a lot of championships belts. You got any uh, Adam Bomb uh, mint on card Hasbro's back there? Yes, Ooh. I do. Yes, oh, man. I, I got my Lucy. He's over there. My Adam Bomb's oh. over there. And, uh, and Chella Toys just dropped the new one. And I pre ordered two of them a couple weeks ago. Don't tell my wife, guys. <laughs> you want to go ahead and drop another bomb that I just found out today? Dropping bomb. Adam bomb. Drop Adam bomb. bomb. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm dropping them every single day on my on my Facebook and Twitter. You guys go ahead and get this exclusive. So here it is. Micro Brawler, Adam Bomb. Whoa! Yes! Hell yeah. That yep. is fantastic. I'm gonna text my I'm gonna text my dear good friends of the major wrestling figure podcast right now. Yes, absolutely. That's <laughs> that was a great that was a great interview you that did was, with them. Hey man, those guys are great. Absolutely, so much fun. Um, you know they they're good friends with Justin Roberts and Justin lives out here, and so Justin and I have hung out a few times. But he's a great guy, and he got me introduced to those guys, and so we just instantly connect. And it was cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Let me ask you a question, Mr. Bomb. Um, I don't know what to call you, Mr. Clark. Mr. Mr. Bomb is cool. I like Mr. Bomb. You can go with Mr. Bomb or Brian. Either one of those. Oh, I like to be respectful to our guests. Um, where is the the Adam Bomb resurgence coming from? It seems like, and it's great. It's great. It's great. But like, it feels like you were kind of off the radar for a little while. But here you are. We got Chella Toys. We got a Micro Brawler, which is awesome. We got our Pro Wrestling Tea Store. What's is there a genesis for all this? Or, or, or... I, I think it was the whole retro thing thing sort of picked up and got hot, and it's still hot, and it's hot across the board. Um, and I'm I'm real creative, and so actually during COVID, all I did other than like work out and stuff things I could do and control. I love doing like the um, the graphics and the design, like on all my t-shirts and stuff. I did every one of them as far as coming up with the concept, the colors, the fonts, all that. And I had, a, I got a guy in LA that works with me um, to do, you know, the, the most detailed parts of it. But as far as picking everything and putting it in the ideas and stuff put together, that's just a little, I, I don't know. That's just sort of what I like it. I enjoy it. And that sort of happened. And then one thing happened after another. And I, I love it, man. It's, it's, it's great and very humbling, too. So that, that micro brawler, that, that was a legit exclusive, right? This is the first time that you've mentioned that or no? That is 100% legit. Wow. I just found out, I just found out today. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I just found out, I found out today. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So you guys got it. You are ah. that's fantastic. Is how powerful is it to know that you have 
you know, 20 plus years uh, after or almost 20 years after you've been out of the wrestling business that people are so fond of the Adam bomb character, the wrath character. How powerful is that for you? Like I said, uh, it's very humbling. Um, I get, um, you know, messages from people all day long talking about anything that has related to wrestling. And um, like I said, I, I enjoy it. I like going to conventions. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a good connection. I, I, I don't, there's always somebody that I saw, I told a guy the other day, he's like, what do you think about all the rest? I said, like 99% of them are great. And then there's always that 1%. There's always that one guy, you know? So, um, like I said, it's been really positive. And Matt, let me just jump in real quick. If you if you um had the second Wrath character when you first came in, and as opposed to like the Mortal Kombat stuff with Glacier, which was all which is which was actually fine. It was a total great counter to the to the NWO, the real like the realism stuff that was going on. It was it was complete balance, I thought. But now if you had you like or if you were closer to Adam Bomb or your second Wrath character, do you think you would have been a much bigger cog in the wheel maybe in like nwo storylines or something like that has that ever crossed your mind ever not really um you know everything happens through and it also gave me another character like for now for example what if chella made two different versions of rat or you're just going to give you a little drop you some hints right here (laughs) cella brian clark the connection chronic the tag team champions with the straps cella 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 i love it love it love it i do too because your gear coming back as that second wrath was so awesome it was like it was adam bomb but it wasn't it It, was like 100 percent right absolutely that was done all on purpose um, the name, the meltdown of the finisher, Adam Bomb. It was the total. I merged it completely, and that was from the the singlet to everything about it. So yeah, I, I put them together. Uh, again, we're on the line with uh, Brian Clark, Adam Bomb at Real Brian Clark on Twitter. Brian spelled with a Y B R Y A N. So be sure be sure to follow him. He's hitting the convention rounds. The world starts to follow up. ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Adam Bomb. Be a member of the Bomb Squad. Uh, and then Adam Bomb hyphen Chronic is the eBay store. He's got all sorts of eight by tens, the footballs, the goggles. He's doing personalized autographs on them. Uh, you can get a whole package. You get two eight by tens. You get the goggles. You get the football. It's like hundred fifty dollars shipped, and he personalizes it all. So you can have you know. Everything. To the Shining Wizards, to Matt, to Kate the Great, to KJG, uh, and he throws in a four by six photo of Adam Bomb signing, proving your photos. That is legit, absolutely. So all you fake Adam Bombs out there, knock it off. You're... Yeah, that's back around. So you do WCW, you're the Night Stalker, and then you come to the WWF, and they present you with Adam Bomb, and everyone familiar with the WWF at the time knows Vince. You know the company was geared towards children. Uh, and me and Kevin grew up in this era. We loved it. Um, what did you think of the Adam Bomb character? Because it was definitely not super cartoonish. It was a little edgy for like eleven-year-old Matt. You had the, the green contacts, and you came from Three Mile Island. You had the cr- cr- scary goggles on. Uh, you were like nuclear. 
Uh, so for me, it was edgy, and I was very afraid of Adam Bomb as a child. I won't lie. I, I liked it. Um, I've told this story before, and I you know they offered me two different gimmicks, um, and I, I tell people that if they don't believe me, just go to the trademark commission and look it up. <laughs> but they had Adam Bomb trademark, and they had the Ringmaster, those two, and I chose. Adam Bob. I just felt like I could do a lot more with it. It was, uh, like you said, very colorful. Um, it just had a lot of potential, I, I felt, at the time. Do you have a favorite character of, I mean, between Night Stalker and Adam Bob and Raph, like, do you have an iteration of yours that was your favorite, or did you just feel like you were able to go and gather an expression with whoever was out there and you, you just loved it all? Um, I really, I actually loved almost all of it. Um, but teaming up with Brian Adams was the best because it was so, finally, I was like, man, finally I got somebody in the locker room that's got my back. And I had his, and it was just like, there was no messing with chronic, basically. I'm just <laughs> on any level. Um, so that was a, that was a great person to have. Um, but I really enjoyed the, the singles um, run as Wrath. Um, so yeah, those two were really good times. And and Chronic was a team in, in WCW at a time where the tag team wrestling wasn't what it was in like the nineties, like the nineties, the eighties, this and that. But when you guys came in, it's almost like I mean, not came in, you guys were there, obviously, but like just like all of a sudden this force, like this massive like force that almost seems like they could be main eventing like any show because it was just something, the chronic, like the entrance, the gear, the, just the look, Brian Adams with jet black hair, yeah. yourself just like being you. It was just like such a tag team that I think was ahead of its time, even for then. Like, it was just ridiculous. What, what were your thoughts on that run? Because like I said, I thought you guys were, were studs and, and main event guys, like reinventing yourselves. Because everyone knew who you were, but you just totally reinvented yourselves. I absolutely loved it. Um, Brian, like I said, I mentioned, you know, Brian was the best partner I ever had. Um, and, we, you know, we traveled together. We worked out together. We on the road together. And it was, you know, he was so entertaining that, you know, I had, it's like, you know, with some people, you know, you're around the boys constantly, 290 days out of the year, and just like, I got to get away from this. Even on the road, I got to have a break. But Brian, Brian was so damn funny. It's like I didn't. Get, we never had a crossword. We always got along. We always were watching out for the team. There was that was one of the things we we made a, a commitment basically to each other when we did this, and we said we will never turn against each other, no matter what. All right, uh, so, so that leads me to my next question, I guess. When when you guys were coming back to the WWE. In, in the invasion angle, was there ever any talk of you possibly coming back as Adam Bomb, or was it, or was it just Chronic? That's it. That's what we're doing. It was just Chronic, and um, Brian wanted to go a lot more than I did. I I told Brian, and my you know we talked about this. Um, I thought we should go to Japan right right away, and he thought that you know he was friends with Taker, so he thought that maybe we should go back to Vince. <laughs> but you know, we both left there, and we always had that uh, 
unsettling heat kind of thing. We just felt like this is, I even felt like it, and I think he did once we got there, he was like, this is not a good idea. They did a hot shot of an angle, um, and I've said this before, but Kane had a big staph infection. Uh, I think Taker had a shoulder injury. I had basically a broken, broken neck. Um, and we were all just all banged up, and we needed to, they didn't give us the time. You know, I suggested, hey, let, let's go on the road a little bit and get a feel for each other versus just hot-shotting it. Uh, and, and that's, it fell apart. But um, then we went to all Japan, like I suggested for the beginning. But yeah, that, that's how that happened. Yeah, and you're all Japan. You guys didn't have you were world tag title, world tag team champions. You had about five, six matches, but man, you worked with some some great tag teams over there. Jim Steele and Mike Burton. You got to work Rotunda and Steve Williams in 2002. Um, I always ask because I have to. When you go to Japan, did you do the raw horse meet? No. Any interest in it? Absolutely not. No, no, okay. I always have to ask. Lance Archer no did our Lance Archer did our show when he talked about eating raw horse meat. And he said it's his favorite thing. Nelly, come on, man! I got a guest. Nelly, get down. You know what? I, I understand about the guest thing. You want to want to see my guest real quick? Yes, please. You got to hold All on. All the animals. Oh, this is she's about fifteen months old. Look at this baby. Oh, look oh. at little Lassie. Oh, What's her name? Her name is Skylar. Oh, Skylar, of course your name is Skylar. Everybody calls her Skylar Bomb. <laughs> what a sweetie. If you're not watching in Facebook form and you're listening on the podcast, go back to Facebook and, and check out Skylar. Oh she's God. just the sweetest little one. Little baby. Oh, yeah. She is. She's being so good. I didn't even know she was in there. Oh, yeah. She's a sweet Yeah. Well, that'd All be, right. That'd be okay, nice. Got, okay, nice. she got over. Be nice if the cat slept by me instead of jumping on the table and sticking her butthole in the camera. <laughs> Nelly, knock it off. Stop showing off the goods to everybody. I know. It's Adam Baum. You're excited. Bench, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm now just reading Bret Hart's book, and they were talking. <laughs> Did you guys read Bret Hart's book? Have, most things, I've or, read yeah. it several times. I have, okay. I'll have a question about this when you're done. <laughs> I just thought it was funny you brought the cat, and then Jim Nider said, I didn't stick my finger at the cats. Remember? You, gotta, so you, you, you're reading Bret's book now, uh, and it's, a, it's one of the best wrestling books ever, but a lot of Bret's uh, stories have been disputed. Uh, knowing Bret Hart working in the WWF, has he uh, maybe embellished a couple of his stories? Um, I don't know. Brett was a little bit of a, a lone wolf on certain things, but like right now, he's talking about what I'm reading. Where I'm at now is where we were. We were on the same tour over in Israel. We did uh, Bethlehem, Tel Aviv, that whole loop, and he was talking about all the the security with the machine guns. That's all 100% legit. I mean, I was right there. I know what he's talking about. Um, so yeah, a lot of the stuff. I didn't know the early stuff um, about Brett. Um, I was in college playing college football after I finished up my military commitment. So, you know, um, I didn't know Brett's full history. Um, but yeah, all the stuff I'm reading uh, right now is, is spot on. Now, how the other stuff, some of the, what he does after hours, I don't know. I wasn't, the, I, I wasn't around right. him. You know what I'm saying? I guess you know what I'm saying. That part I don't know. So uh, you mentioned traveling. Did you have a specific 
crew you would travel with uh and uh you know who was who was uh like uh you know you get in the car with somebody you're like ah oh, shit this is, we're gonna get in some trouble tonight you know we were working so much back then like i said 290 days a year that cool personal appearances and it was just some parts of it were a blur i mean um yeah, I traveled a little bit. I traveled with a lot of different people. It wasn't always the same in WWF, but WCW, uh, I did a little bit of the lone wolf thing myself in the early parts of it. Um, and then when I teamed up with Brian, of course, we were always together. When you do these conventions uh, and you see these, uh, all, all your the people you used to work with, is there somebody that, uh, you know, you get excited about uh, getting to see someone you haven't seen in a long time, or is it usually just across the board you're just excited to see everybody? Oh, yeah, it's it's, it's great to see, see guys I haven't got to see in a long time. Like, uh, I'll get to see Booker T, and I haven't, got, I haven't talked with him in forever. Uh, and then uh, Hoobie is going to be on this show. And uh, I got to see Hoobie right uh, pre-COVID at a New York show. And he he's still as funny as he ever was, especially, you know, I was messaging him. I was like, how did the AEW miss the boat by not giving him the mic and letting him cut a promo? I was like, oh, man, because he I mean, you know, he does his, his rock, <laughs> but it's uh, it's uh, it's the Spanish version. And it is hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah. He, de- he definitely had a unique cadence and a unique way of speaking in terms of uh, of how he cut his promos, even back then. Love- oh, yeah, it's hilarious. Is there anything in the current landscape that you're really excited about? There's, We were just talking about it before you got on. There's just so much wrestling right now. Is there any like particular promotion or any standout wrestlers that you're just like really into right now? Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I messaged Lance Archer and talked to him. Um, I love his style. Um, him being, you know, even taller than I was, and that his size, I think, is, is I think he's great. And they got, he's got to, if they don't push him to the moon, they're missing the boat on that one, too. Uh, but yeah, I, I watch a lot of that because, like I said, Justin Roberts is there and Jericho and guys that, you know, the, that I'm familiar with. Sure. Um, and I, I still catch a little bit of the other shows also. Um, so, yeah, um, I don't know if I answered that right or not. No, absolutely. Especially, I'm not surprised as a as a tag team man that you would be into AEW too. They're doing a lot of fun stuff with the tag division there too. So, not surprising. Yeah, Lance Archer is is definitely, and there are a lot of guys that have a lot of talent. But I just, I'm real big on him. That's just. it blows my mind that you said Lance Archer because, like, right now, like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, Lance Archer reminds me a lot of about Brian Clark. I messaged, I messaged him last week and I told him he has my blessing, but he doesn't really need it. But I told him, I said, you've got to start using that milk. I just, you know, yeah, he would look, if he started using that, he's got a great, even if he uses a default finish, I wouldn't care. It, you know, it, it just is, it would pop with him being so big and having somebody up and then snapping them that quick. It would look awesome. Matt and I actually went to a New Japan show at Hammerstein Ballroom pre-pandemic, and you know he's a big guy, but when you see him in person, it really, really hits you, and that's like a lot, I think, of what people have said about you, too, so I'm not 
surprised about that at all. Like the magnitude of seeing someone of that size being able to do the things that he does in person is is incredibly impressive. So we're with you in the Lance Archer boat. We love him too. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he seems to be a great guy. Uh, he's fantastic, and he eats that raw horse like it's going out of style. Well, that one I'll, have, I'll pass on that one. Mm-hmm. I love sushi, but not not the raw. See, horse. but what if 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 it was like in a sushi roll, right? No, no, no. No. Uh, yeah, if I didn't know about it, but it's, right. I still, yeah, I would, I would want it. See, I'm like a child. I don't like my vegetables, so my wife she'll like mix it in with something, then I eat it, and she'd be like, "How are them mushrooms?" And I'm like, "You did what now?" I do, I do all the cooking, man. I love to cook. So, oh, yeah. what's your signature dish? Oh, God. Great like, question. The Adam Bob signature dish. I, I make so much chicken and fish and salmon. I marinate them in all different spices and sauces and. Um, I marinated some mango chicken last night. Had, Ooh, all yeah, right. I baked that up, and oh, there's the puppy. There's more, more animal butt for you. <laughs> yes, Buster, come say hi or don't. You use that. Uh, you use that Jr's barbecue sauce. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That main event mustard is slamming. It may be, I, and I, I really like the spicy stuff too. I, um, but yeah, I. I Man, I do all the cooking. I, every meal, I don't. I rarely eat out at restaurants and stuff. Just, you know, I know what I'm getting when I buy it, cook it, and prepare it. What's a What's a Brian Clark breakfast like? Oh man, right now, uh, this morning I had it: <laughs> egg white omelets, uh, has some chopped up chicken in it, and, um, and then I had some um, pico on top of that. Look at that. So let me ask you, I met, I cooked last night. What's that? I, I cooked last night. I suck at cooking. We do the Hello Fresh, right? I have this uh-huh. propensity, this this stupidity to put gloves on when I cut a jalapeno, right? Because, you know, it's a fucking jalapeno. But then I take the goddamn gloves off. I touch the fucking jalapeno anyway. And then later in the night, I touch my eye and then I'm like this. Ah! <laughs> How, uh, besides not being a moron, do you have any suggestions mm. as to how I can not get jalapenos on my fingers? Because you said you yeah. like the spicy stuff. I do, absolutely. Out here in the Southwest, it just seems like it's just everywhere. So even when I go to the grocery shopping and stuff, I mean, a lot of it is pre-chopped, pre-prepared with uh, onions and different spices and stuff. And there's sort of like they've got them in different little levels of, of the hot. Um so I, I do a lot of that if it's especially if it's just a small portion that I can that I know what I'm going to be having it with. Um, that's one way to avoid the jalapeno to the eye is get it but just buy it pre-cut. Ah, smart man. See the HelloFresh doesn't send it pre-cut because you have to be like a chef or whatever the shit is. Uh, I'm gonna Joe Evans. He's watching on Facebook. Ha, is how is there not an atom bomb hot sauce? Oh my goodness. That's a good call, Joe. No, no, that wow. Write it down. Brian, write it down. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm already way I'm way, way ahead of that book. Oh, I just cannot believe somebody asked me that question. Uh uh-uh. <laughs> So we can't we can't talk about it's not like the micro brawler. We can't talk no, we can talk about that. We can't talk about that. And we no. cannot talk about Adam Bomb Brewing Company. <gasps> I just, love hey, beer. Hey, I'm just we cannot talk about Adam Bomb Brewing Company. No, we're not going to talk no. about Adam Bomb Brewing Company. But since the you like base, the hot. Based in Nashville, Tennessee. And we'll, we'll leave it at 
But hey, great question by who was Joe? Name? Joe Evans. Joe, you're the man. The first rule about Adam's bomb, Adam Bomb's Brewing Company is that you don't talk about Adam Bomb's <laughs> Brewing Company. It's so, too early. It's too early. So My dog have, has never sat still for anything, by the way. So just so you know what a good guest you are, uh, you're even keeping him engaged. So <laughs> that, that's a beautiful dog. Uh, Thank really you. I love dogs. I, I've always, I've always have. But yeah, best, right? Absolutely. All right. So you like the hot shit. We've done some weird, stupid gimmicks on this goddamn podcast. You ever done the hot or not chocolates? See, that would not, I would not like that. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> let me tell you, it's not fucking fun. All right. That and those dumb beans that taste like a bean, they taste like a jelly bean or they taste like, like shit. Nope. It's not fun. It's entertaining, but it's not fun. Yeah. I would, uh, I don't think I would mix those two, but that's just, just me. I know that. They're putting hot sauce on everything. Seems like to to circle back to wrestling just for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> just it's for... beer, hot sauce, micro brawlers. Yeah, you know, keep going. Listen, you've you've been a joy to talk to uh, in your in your run with WCW. It's just always intrigues me. I want to ask as many people as I can about the run and who they've interacted with. Like we had, I think we had Kiwi on not too long ago, Alan Funk, and he mentioned his relationships with the top top guys. What was your like? What was your relationship like with the guys, like with the Hogans, with the Gold, with, with the Stings, with the Lugers, with the Nashes and the Halls? It, was, was there a, a dynamic there that was uncomfortable, or was it all smooth sailing because you kind of knew everybody? Um, I, I kind of knew everybody, uh, like with Sting and Luger and Hall and Nash and um, who else did you mention? Oh, Hogan, Flair, Hogan, Flair, uh, Bischoff. Easy, easy going, man. It was just, to me, it, it, my experiences, um, it was fine because we had already worked that territory up events this place. So we knew what a brutal, hellacious schedule was like. And then to come to WCW and make five times the money at a lot, lot easier pace. Yeah, it was like night and day. Yeah, it, it's just a question I ask because you, you never know yeah. how people develop and how they and, change. And, and Goldberg is great. Uh, people they want to they don't like him, whatever. But Bill has always been great to it's great to me and Brian. And prior to uh, Chronic and even even as, as Brad, just a great guy. So did did Goldberg have a lot of respect for people who have been around the block? I think so. I I, I felt like he did. Um, we always got along, um, never a crossword and, and I worked him a lot. Um, so yeah, I, you know, always good experience, at least in my experience. Matt, one more real quick. Yeah, no, did you, did you think that a, a Wrath versus Goldberg match could have been, and I know, I, I know you guys had matches, but could it have been a marquee pay-per-view main event? Because in my head, I think it could have been. Well, I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, going in reverse and trying to push myself or whatever, but they were headed that way. Um, I think we would have had a hell of a match, um, you know, but it happened the way it happened. Uh, but yeah, we would have, we would have worked out very well. See, I was going to follow. I was going to add, cause I thought I either read it somewhere. I heard it somewhere that they were, you were like you, when you came back, in your first in the singles run after uh blood runs cold you were undefeated for quite a bit of time yeah. and it seemed like you were on the path to uh 
to challenge Goldberg. And then I think I want to say you lost to Kevin Nash on a Nitro. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a we had a good match, a good big man's match. I mean, he's six ten, and I drop kick him right in the mouth. If you go back and watch the, you know, if you watch it, um, you know, and I was flying off the top with all my my high flying stuff. Um, we could have we could have got so much more out of that match, actually. And, and now that I think about it, I think you had a match with Bam Bam Bigelow when he just came back, and they were really running with him in the in the Goldberg story, and it was like the first time that you two guys faced off in WCW. In WCW, right? In WCW, right. and you beat Bam Bam, I think, right? Is, is that right? So um, that means- I I know he beat me in one pay-per-view, but I, I beat him in other pay-per-views up in New York. Um, yeah, we, we worked each other a lot. Um, yeah. But the second time, uh, the first time up in WWF, like on Survivor Series and just a bunch of different shows. Oh. Uh, but it, when he my experience and what I remember, he came back and he was not um, in condition, you know? Okay. Yeah. I so, remember that. I remember that survivor series. I, I, it's part of, part of my gimmick here on the show is naming survivor series teams. Do it. And I can name exactly who was on that, on your team. Let's hear it. It was you, Mabel. Nope. Oh, you're, oh wait a minute. You're talking about the, 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 the okay. You're talking about 93 Boston. Uh, no, no, yeah. this is 94. Four. Okay, that sounds, that sounds about right. Yeah, you, because it was you guys versus the Million Dollar Corporation, right? Man, you got me on that one. I was trying to remember the first one. I had the first one down at Boston Garden. Oh, no, well, 93 is when you're on the, the, the bad guy team with Martell, IRS, Shawn Michaels, Diesel? Yep, it was Nance, not, not Shawn. But yeah. That, yeah, that and then, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And then against Macho, Razor, Kid, and Janetti. Correct. There you go. All right. I'll stick with that one and I won't even try 94. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll be lost in that one too. 94 was guts and glory. Yeah. All right. So let me do it. Okay. It was, it was you, Mabel, Luger, and oh God, is this don't know. This wasn't the one that Taker came in. Um, but it was against Bundy. It was a weird, it was a weird million dollar team because it wasn't like all the corporation. It was like that. I think the heavenly bodies were in it. Matt? Yes, yes, yes. So it was the Heavenly Bodies, Bundy, Bam Bam? Yep. Against Luger, you, Mabel, and... You're, you're missing two from the Atom Bomb team and one from the Million yeah, Dollar Corporation. Yeah, this is when they went back to five on five. Oh, it wasn't the Steiners. Oh, was the Mo? Was Mo in it? No. No Mo. No Mo. Adam? No Mo. No Mo. No Mo. No Mo. No Mo. No um, Mo. All right, so one from the Million Dollar Corporation team. Was it? Somebody I- sent me that photo. Um, my buddy, uh, Jonathan O'Dwyer in Limerick, Ireland. My buddy sent me that picture just the other day. Uh, Taker, Taker was on 93. All right, so Matt, was the Million Dollar Corporation member a member of the Million Dollar Corporation or was he an outsider? No, he was a member. So was it comma? No. He broke, IRS? He broke your heart. IRS? No. One two, wasn't one two three kid at that point. He turned he turned his back on Luger. Oh, Tatanka, duh. There you go. And Chris. who's the the guy on 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 Brian's team? You're missing, you're missing was, a tag team that was on Brian's team. The Guns. Smoking yes, guns. there you go. Billy and Bart. Okay. Correct. There you Ding. go. That's Billy right. and Bart. So Oof. there is a host from the show that is absent, and he is 
the biggest belt mark that I know. So I have to ask Ooh. you, as I'm staring at these beautiful belts behind you, what's your favorite looking one? Um, favorite one? It's got to be the All Japan because you know when you win, you get two, you get two belts and a big ass trophy. <laughs> <laughs> That's still in Japan. Touche. Uh, the WCW tag, those WCW titles, those are cool too. I just think the All Japan were just the, when we won those belts and Stan the Man Hansen presented us the titles, I mean, I was such a huge Stan Hansen fan. And when he presented us the belt, I mean, that was just, like I said, that was the top of the mountain, um, at least for me personally. So yeah, it's an All Japan. They're so beautiful wait. belts too. They're so classic. So when you win a title, they give you like your own to keep? No, no. Okay. No. But yeah, they're they're replicas, but they are exact replicas. I made sure that I went to the right person to to get them. I just don't have that that big ass trophy. I wonder where I don't know where the hell I'm going to put it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm right. Maybe you I'm... can make make a couple dinners for your wife to find somewhere. It seems like she's good at it. So. <laughs> Like hey, she, she's a director of nursing so she does it all oh wow right yeah. on oh that's awesome yeah uh we're talking with uh adam bomb brian clark at real brian clark on twitter prowrestlingtees.com backslash adam bomb uh adam bomb slash chronic is the ebay store uh cella toys uh, on Instagram at Chella Toys, check them out. They have a U.S. representative. It's JB Toys. That's the guy I used. Uh, there's a couple U.S. Uh, uh, guys who can you can pre-order the the Adam Bomb figure through. Uh, and I think it's your first figure in like 30 years, right? No, no, I had one back in uh, either 08 or or was it 12? I don't know. The um, Legend series. Okay. That one, yeah, that one. Um, I got some messages back and forth from Cello just a few days ago, and the new figure is booming big time. I bet. Uh, I, yeah, as a matter of that, that's why I said about that, uh, dropping that hint about the boom, 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 you know, as far as what's next. Um, and, and what's so great about working with Cello is that, you know, they really um, they listen to my input as far as like these with the goggles that come off and they have the yellow eyes. This one has gloves, which is, if you look back at the original, it didn't have the gloves. It didn't have removable goggles. Um, so it's got a lot of stuff and it really, and it, then, and progressing forward, um, I just feel like, in, like I said, we got such a, a great relationship as far as interacting on what it should look like. It, you know, it, it's, it's all good. It is a it is a beautiful looking figure too. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, if you go to at Chella Toys on Instagram, uh, all the pictures are up there. The information is up there. Pre-order it because they're gonna go. I know the. Uh, they are moving. I'm telling. You, just just let you know they are. The the figure the action figure the wrestling figure community is like insane right now. It's absolutely booming. So like, I mean, an Adam Bomb because because your original Hasbro is. It's pretty it's the green card so it's pretty pricey yeah oh yeah so yeah. having this one is is a more than suitable replacement if you can't afford your original one yeah and um i've had people message me all the time i bought two i bought three they're buying them in like it's just more they're not just getting just one uh, i think that maybe one some reason that um you know 
they're really moving. I think that's a big reason why people buy more than one. Yeah, you got to you got to open one up. You got to let it breathe, and then you yeah. got to have it mint on card. My wife busts my balls all the time because I got tons of packages showing up. And then she saw me the other day. I was opening them. She said, "What are you doing?" I said, "Don't worry. The other ones are somewhere." She said, "I'll kill you if I find them." Oh, I said, wow. I said, "Don't." I said, "She said that you're killing the value. What am I supposed to do when you die?" I said, "Don't worry. They're they're around the house. You'll be fine. You'll be good." <laughs> All right, pump the brakes, lady, you maniac. See yeah, you. she's the maniac. Sure. Exactly. Yeah, the two of you? Yeah. No, it's yeah, her. You're, you're getting heat just by being yourself at home. Come on, man. <laughs> you're better than that. What? Look, he knows. Even he knows already. You're better than that, Well, Max. you know, Brian Clark is a good char- judge of character. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you, Mr. Clark, Mr. Brian, Mr. Bomb, stalker man, Wrath, uh, you own all these trademarks uh which is remarkable because we just saw what two weeks ago chelsea green was fighting the wwe for her own name and here you are how did you get so lucky were you just ahead of the times or uh a little bit ahead of the times um and um you know during covid and then even pre-covid i was working on all the stuff i've been working on and that was one of the things that my trademark attorney, uh, I told him, I said, we've got to get it. And I, and, may, and just make sure that you know that these trademarks are for specific, like for the action figures, for the t-shirts and clothing merchandise and stuff. And I'll tell you something about the clothing too in just a second. But those, you know, like Vince's library and that stuff, no one's ever going to get that. That's, right. you know, that, that's that. Um, but as far as the Adam Bomb figure, t-shirt, merchandise and stuff, that is mine. Same with Chronic. And same with Wrath. And I actually trademarked Conic back in 01. So, you know, there's a long history of that. Um, but I just refreshed everything back in 2018, that, that, that time frame. That's, that's, um, yeah. And also, I'm not just doing um, clothing for um, wrestling. I also, am st- I've started a line for uh, workout apparel and fitness clothing that is in the works right now. Very cool. You're a busy dude. Yeah. I I was, am. Was, you guys are getting all these scoops. I, I got to shut my mouth. No, it's awesome. Please. What else? What else are you up to over there? Definitely uh, not a brewing company, maybe a clothing line. Who knows? <laughs> workout apparel, bomb gear, already mine. So look at you. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a busy man. Clearly. Sleep to the weary. Right? <laughs> Holy yeah, moly. Yeah, I'm a 5 a.m. guy. Get up, hot tub, ice packs, to the gym, come back, do my stuff, boom, 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 second round to the gym, back home. And yeah, yeah, back, yeah, me too, man. back in time for you guys. Yeah, me too. No, I'm up at 5 a.m. going to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> what you got to do. Awesome, man. Yeah. Oh, fuck that. No, nah, come on. Nah, man, I was in my my lazy chair before. I was well, catching up on all the wrestling I missed all week. I was good. I love it. I good. I work. Look, I work a hard job. Okay, I spend many hours in front of a thousand degree oven. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go just rest my dogs. Well, yeah, you gotta take. You gotta have a break. I I take a break from social media. Sometimes it just gets to be. I'm just like, you know, I'm going to bed. This What's a workout look like for you? What's that again? Unless you're starting a fitness company. I don't want to be giving that away, but what does the no, workout no, no. look like I'm, for I'm, you? <laughs> did you say what does a workout look 
was like, yeah. Oh, um, okay. Well, it starts early for me. Like I said, the first thing I do, because uh, I've, I've had a lot of surgeries, a lot of, a lot of injuries. There's not, I mean, I don't know who doesn't, it, 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 you know, when it gets to be my age and the, the wear and tear on the body, that, especially with me, the crazy stuff I did. Um, so I start with the hot tub in the morning. It's a, always the first thing. And then from there, while I'm going through mail and different things, ice pack. Uh, then when that cools things down, a couple cups of coffee, uh, go get my first workout in on an empty stomach so that I burn the fat. So I do my cardio, I do a sauna, and in the sauna, I do all my stretching. Uh, then I come home and I have my first meal. Because I do a lot of the, um, the where I just, um, I don't eat past 6 p.m. And then I wait and I, I burn all that fat through all the way to like maybe 10 a.m., 9, 10 a.m. When I get back, first session then i can start eating some you know and then have enough carbs in my system to go back and have the weight session um and i'll do a little bit more cardio if i didn't get everything i thought i needed at the first part um so that's sort of the what i've been doing i've been doing this split routine um i would say probably three weeks but Prior to that, I was doing just mostly just doing all in one session with the longer session. Uh, so that's sort of the sort of what I'm working on right now. You said, well, it's you, you said awesome. To, oh, I was just gonna say it's awesome to hear that because not not everybody is faring so well physically. I'm. It's really nice to hear that someone is so committed to taking care of their physical self, like post career, because it's a huge challenge for a lot of people. It seems like uh, I, I have to. It's, I feel like if I if I stop, I'm like, I'm really going to be in trouble. <laughs> you know, I just, yeah, yeah I have to. And, and the fact that, you know, like I said, my, my wife is a nurse and so she really watches uh, a lot of the stuff and she knows, um, you know, all about me and, and where I'm at physically um, through the surgeries and all that stuff, you know. So, it, yeah, you just got to learn to work around those things. And the biggest thing is do not stop training because that, that's where you really get into some trouble i think you gotta sure. do something yeah have you ever dabbled in the ddp yoga no you haven't checked it out nope <laughs> not a not a fan uh no all right fair enough if i did not eat from 6 p.m I'm, sure I'm sure i'm sure it works i'm sure it's great i just um you know i'm still um i still like to do my weight training i don't want to stop that um, until I have to, and there'll be a day, and there'll come a time that, um, and even now, I my I'm, it's more more sets or repetitions. It's not the heavy heavy weights like I used to do. It's everything is increased number wise and back down weight wise. Two questions, two things. First, a statement: If I didn't eat from six p.m. to ten a.m., I would be punching babies all day. I'd be fucking miserable. I'd be. Hanging. I thought I I thought I would be too, but just try it. And give it, give it a chance to see, and do your cardio on an empty stomach, and then come home and eat, and just give that a try for a couple of weeks, see if you want to drop some weight, if that's what you want to do. I would eat a whole house if I did not eat for that long. Oh, come on! If you eat the right thing, you, it will fill you up, and you'll get just say, okay, I'm, I'm full, I've got enough, and then you go to your next whatever you got to do. Is uh, are you listen? Do you listen to music when you work out? Oh, yeah. Come on, man. What's on the Brian Clark playlist, baby? Oh, yeah. Let's get oh, it. Oh, man. Dude, I, I'm a rock. I'm a rock. Fozzie. Um, you know, 
Uh, and then, of course, all the old school stuff with uh, Foreigner, Van Halen, Motley Crue, all that stuff. I just got a, um, I just got a package from Lou Graham a few weeks back, who's the lead singer of Foreigner. He sent me uh, like two eight by tens, and he signed my original Foreigner four album cover. Ooh. Oh yeah, I got all. It's over here, my. Once I get this office completely done, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty badass. Uh, but yeah, I'm really a you know I gotta have my my rock. Just, I like it. Yeah, it just I you know. Is it? Do you have a go-to song? What's the go-to Brian Adams song? Uh, and don't Brian, say Brian so, Adams because I'll turn you off right now. No, no, <laughs> we're not be go-to. Are you asking me what? You're asking me what what Brian Adams song I like? Or no, 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 not Brian oh, Adams. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, man, I, I just, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I just bounce around constantly. But, um, like I said, I, I listen to definitely listen to Fozzy, um, and then a lot of the the older stuff, you know, like a little um, kick. Then, like then, you, then, you start your workout well, with a little kick. Start my heart. Oh yeah, of course. Come on. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Stuff like that at, at 7 a.m. No, not at all. My my poor wife gets in the car with me after uh, like I've like had a late night at work, and I don't turn the music down. And like it's like fucking death metal. She's like, "What are you doing?" I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Just be happy you're not next to me at two o'clock in the morning with this that thing cranking. Yeah, I. It's it, it is it is actually will motivate you at least. For me, it does. Uh, just to keep pushing. You don't um, have like uh you don't have like a, an atom bomb band, do you? No. No. I have no musical talent whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know, but you've been throwing out a lot of surprises uh, tonight, so I just got to double uh, check. Yeah, it just so you guys sort of you know you caught me when I I'm gonna start slipping here and letting out stuff. So you guys got a lot of scoops, man. Well, we're mm. absolutely honored, and, and it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, at Real Brian Clark on Twitter, you got to follow him. He's he's doing it all. He's got a pro wrestling tees store, prowrestlingtees.com slash Adam Bomb. Adam Bomb hyphen chronic is the eBay store. He's selling the balls. He's selling the goggles. He's got 8x10s. He's got a 4x6. To show you, he's signing your shit so it's authentic. All right? He's Maybe he's got uh, a brewing company. Maybe he's got. No, 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 no. I don't have a brewing company. I no, just, no, 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 no. Yeah, Bite your I tongue, may, man. Bite your yeah, tongue. I may be doing some work. That's I, all I'm going to say. My apologies. Play. He may be working with with a brewery. There you go. Uh, he definitely has a uh, figure at Cella Toys. There the may be. There may be a couple more. But you yeah. Just got to keep your eyes will, and your ears. There will be. There will be. And he's going to be in Vegas. This weekend, SummerSlam weekend at the World Wrestling Fest, August 20th to the 22nd, inside the Nerd, downtown Las Vegas, second floor of Neonopolis. What? Neonopolis? Yeah, I don't even know where the hell that's at. I've never <laughs> been to Vegas, so I don't know I don't uh, know if that's a made-up thing. No, I, it's, I'm, that's the location. I don't Neonopolis? know where. Neonopolis. You got me. But wherever that's at, that's where I'll be. That's I'll be right. there. Jimmy Hart's gonna be there. Jimmy Hart's gonna yes, tell you Jimmy. all about his uh, his his beach house. They got that Sunday ticket, one dollar Miller Lights, all that stuff. He's gonna tell you all about that. Conan, Medusa, Booker T, Sabu, uh, and so many more stars from the past and the present will be there. Get your Adam Bomb autographs. Get your pictures. Get your Bomb Squad T-shirts. Get a football. 
You're in goddamn Vegas now. They got a football team. You need a football. You need an Adam Bomb football. And I have 19 shirts at PWTs. And I just completed another one yesterday, and I will be sending that over in the morning. Well, Mr. Clark, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we want I want to send you a Shining Wizards T-shirt, so I'm going to. I'm going to reach out to you after this, and uh, and if you'd be so kind, we'd love to send you one. Um, and, of course, we want to thank you for joining us tonight on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Is there anything else you want to leave the fans with before we let you go enjoy, uh, I guess it's like, what, afternoon over there for you? you still got the whole it day is, left. Uh, it's 522 right now, according to what I'm seeing. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going by what's up here in the corner here. I'm, it, yeah, 522. Um, yeah, man. Um, like I said, I got a lot of things going on. Um, it's all good stuff. Um, really good interaction with, with everybody on the media. Skylar is, uh, oh, I don't know where she went. She's uh, <laughs> not, putting, not putting me over right now, so that, that's gone. Um, yeah, so it's, it's all good, bro. A lot of good stuff. Awesome. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure, Mr. Clark. Anytime you want to come back on, talk to us, you're more than welcome. Anytime you got to promote, uh, one of your thousand ventures, we'd love to have you back on because I think uh, I think t- Tony is in the Finger Lakes and he is going to be very upset that he missed this. Oh man! Well, hey, you can always have me back. It would be an absolute honor and a pleasure, sir. Absolutely, I, I enjoyed it, and thank thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. We thank appreciate you. you. Enjoy the rest of your night. We'll talk soon. Be okay. well, Brian. All right, thank you. you have thank good night. you. Right. You as well, Adam Bomb, Brian Clark. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I was super excited for this, so I'm glad he uh, he joined us tonight. And remember, follow him on social media at RealBrianClark, uh, ProWrestlingTees.com backslash uh, Adam Bomb, and on the uh, eBay, Adam Bomb hyphen chronic. Buy his shit. Get it? Well, it's hot. Right. It's hot. That's right. All right. Mr. Clark is still here. Am I leaving? Because you said the word. I thought. <laughs> did, you say you, did you say you want to talk to me afterwards? I missed that. No, no, I said I was going to send you a message, and and I'm sorry. I mean, you can hang yeah. out with us if you want. You want to talk about some some current wrestling? You're more than welcome to sit in and shoot the shit with us. <laughs> I'm sure it's getting close to dinner time, so I better roll out and <laughs> we'll chat whatever you guys want. I'll shoot you a message when we're done, and uh, we'll get a shirt out to you ASAP, my friend. All right, I appreciate it. Have Thank you, Mr. Clark. You as well. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. So we got so much more to cover. That was a little weird. <laughs> I yeah, didn't know the what to do. Little, uh, I didn't know what to do. I, I I didn't think that that we were. I thought it was pretty clear that what you said. <laughs> no, I think he just thought when you when you said you were going to message him after. I think yeah. he thought. So like, maybe, maybe he thought the, the, show, the show. Yeah, the show was like, over. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I sent him a message right now. He was awesome though. Oh, uh, he was fantastic. This show is jam packed with interviews. We're going to get back to our AEW Impact conversation. We have so much more to talk about. If you're listening to us live, the show's going to roll right on. We're going to do commercial break and we're going to get right back into the talk in podcast form. I'm dropping in the interview I did with Roxy from Ring of Honor. She's in the Ring of Honor Women's Tournament. I had a nice conversation with her this morning. It's an exclusive interview. It's only available in podcast form. If you're listening to us live, watching us live, stay tuned because we're going to be right back. But in podcast form, you're going to hear commercial break, 
Then you're going to hear Roxy. Then you're going to hear these three lovely voices again, chopping it up. We got AEW talk about. We got Impact. We get SummerSlam weekend, Glory by Honor. Uh, there's so much. My brain's going to explode. But, Kevin, what do we always say? Yeah. Hit it, Kevin. Do it. I also got the top five, but before oh. that. Yes. Back after this. We know you love shopping at Amazon, and we also know you love listening to The Shining Wizards. That's why you're hearing this commercial right now. But were you aware that you could combine the two, do all your shopping, and support the show at the same time? Well, of course you can. Instead of going to Amazon.com, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and make your purchases the way you normally would. You're going to get the same great low prices, and a portion of whatever you purchase is going to go to support the Shining Wizards. How great is that? You, by purchasing anything that you normally would anyway, is going to support us. That's a win-win in my book. So from now on, when you shop at Amazon, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com or click the banner on our website and do all of your shopping with the Shining Wizards. Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments. Horns up, everyone. When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure every Friday to check out Radioactive Metal. Radioactive Metal is one of the longest-running podcasts on the interweb. And every week we bring you a fist full of metal, including interviews with all your favorite artists, discuss all the metal news, and feature the best tunes on the air today. So grab a Lemmy, join your cool Uncle Snowy, and co-host Aaron in the pit. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Rea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Journey is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. 
WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury Podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. Wrestling fans, you want something awesome? Check out Wrestling Night in Canada here on the Shining Wizards Network, where three Canadian metalheads uniting for the love of pro wrestling. Every episode, we go over all the latest news and special events with the odd unique interview as well. So grab a cold one and check out Wrestling Night in Canada, eh? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way there. back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do have to do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Roadcast. Roadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, no, yeah. Well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, the ending. Hey, it's alright, good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, yeah, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. Absolutely, mate. Take it easy. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now on the Shining Wizards Hotline, she's the prodigy. She's in the second round of the Women of Honor tournament. She is Roxy. Roxy, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm okay. I'm a little concerned <laughs> about about the road ahead of you uh, in this Ring of Honor Women's Tournament. You drew Quinn McKay in the second round. Yes. And and we all she's like the, the, the Ring of Honor darling. She's so adorable. She's so cute. Everybody loves she her. They love her on, on the Ring of Honor show, and she can wrestle. And the deck was stacked against her, and she persevered. She beat Mandy Leone in the first round. But now she faces you. And you didn't have an easy mountain to climb either. You took down the first ever Ring of Honor Women of Honor champion, Sumi Sakai, uh, in the first round. What are you thinking going into this second round match? Um. Well, that was, I will say myself, that definitely was a big upset. Uh, I did not 100% believe that I could really pull that off, especially because it, you know, Sumi Sakai is, friggin amazing she's a ring of honor legend um she was the first ring of honor women's champion so uh going into that match i was not at my highest confidence level but i think definitely coming out of that match it definitely helped my confidence level but i know that having too much confidence going into the next match could mess me up so um i know that quinn is like you said she's adorable she's awesome um I think a lot of people underestimate her because uh, she started off interviewing and she is an interviewer, but uh, you could just tell how much passion she has for wrestling and how hard she works. And um, so I know that, that this match is not 
going to be an easy one. Now the road to the gold, uh, not some, something you're, you're familiar with. You are the current New Texas Pro Women's Champion and the Sabotage War of uh, Genders Champion. What would it mean yes. for you to add Ring of Honor Women's Champion to your resume? Um, that I, I don't know it brings like a mix of emotions just because um I I never really thought that I would end up in Ring of Honor which is so crazy to me um especially at uh like being only 19 um so being able to win the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship at 19 becoming their youngest women's champion would just be like amazing um and then i'd be three-time champion well three three time how do i put it <laughs> i have three belts roxy three belts is basically what i'm trying to say roxy three, 19 years old jesus that makes you <laughs> you make me feel old i've watched god i don't you know what we're just gonna move past uh, <laughs> that uh what's for, for those listening out there who are looking to get into the wrestling business i mean 19 years old you you've you've broken to the to mainstream ring of honor you're doing a lot of independent stuff gcw aaw uh new texas pro reality of wrestling down there in texas shimmer what advice can you give somebody a, a young female or a young male who's looking to get into the wrestling business um honestly i would i would say um to just do as many shows as you can um wrestle as many places as you can so you can get eyes on you um because that's what I did I was just I was just a uh, uh when I first started I I mean I started off locally of course when I was like I had my first match at uh 14 14 so, um, yes <laughs> I was 14 years old I started my training at 13 um and I actually so I started my training at 13 and while I was training um I was a ref they had me be a referee so I would ref people's matches and then uh once I turned 14 that's when I had my first match um and after that I just tried to start I knew that nothing major would happen for me at that age just because uh it is pretty hard I mean I I guess it is pretty hard to like take a 14 year old in this business seriously which I don't fully agree with um I think that anybody that's a like busting their butt in this business at any age is like deserving if they're working hard um but of course that's that's obviously like not everybody will see eye to eye with that but um I I worked hard regardless of what anyone said and I I made rounds um I I believed in myself I worked hard uh and I think honestly I think the biggest thing is just believing in yourself because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to have things to say. Um, but as long as you just work hard, believe in yourself and, and just remember why you started, um, you'll be completely fine and uh, you'll make it to wherever you want to be. As long as you focus on those three things. I'm sure you've been asked this question a million times. I'm sure you've answered it a million times, but I'm going to ask what made you want to become a professional wrestler? I mean, a 14 year old girl, should be uh not should be but they're typically going to the mall uh i guess i don't know i'm old roxy i'm almost <laughs> i'm too i don't know I, I just started a tiktok for the shining wizard wrestling podcast i have no idea <laughs> i have no idea what i'm doing 
So I may be way out of touch with this. I don't. I think a 14-year-old is going to the mall. They're hanging out with their friends. They're talking about boys. They're hanging out at the 7-Eleven parking lot. But you're spending your Friday nights going. To, you're breaking down the ring. You're setting up the ring. You're being a referee. What kind of was that like a weird thing to tell your friends? Like your friends, are like, hey, Roxy, let's go. Let's go to the mall. Let's go see the new Vin Diesel movie. I don't even know what's current. God, I sound so old. Um, but like, what was well, that like? I actually, I actually kept that uh, to myself. Like, I so I started in like middle school ish. And uh, going into high school, I also was just like, I think maybe like my uh, two close friends knew, but it wasn't really something that I just went out and like told people because uh, I was like bullied for liking wrestling in elementary. So I was like, oh, if I'm coming into middle school and high school telling people that I'm trying to be a wrestler, ooh, I don't know how that's going to work out. (laughs) So uh, yeah, I, I actually kept that to myself. And then once I started like actually breaking out and people started hearing about me uh, in my hometown, that's when people kind of started being like, oh, hey, you're that wrestler. Oh, you're a wrestler. That's pretty cool. Um, but um, so I've been a fan since I was 10 years old. Um, I was a huge fan of The Rock and I was a huge fan of The Rock because of his movies. So I didn't know what wrestling was yet. Uh and then uh, he happened to be on, uh, I think it was like Monday Night Raw one time. And I was like, wait, what? The Rock? What is he doing? So I stayed watching that. And then I stayed watching the rest of the show. Uh, and I was hooked. And then I just saw the uh, the woman wrestle. And I saw AJ Lee. I saw, uh, I saw Paige. Um, I think the first diva that I saw was Kelly Kelly. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. But I was a big tomboy. Um, so I couldn't really like see myself doing that because like Kelly Kelly's this like friggin' supermodel. <laughs> um, so it was just like I couldn't really see myself doing it. But then I saw people like AJ Lee and like Paige, and they're this complete like anti-diva type of wrestler, and it was like like I could relate to that, and it was like, oh, like I am capable of doing that too. Like, I just got to put the work in and I can I can get there. Um, and so, yeah, I was hooked. Um, I found that there was a, a local wrestling promotion where I'm from, which I had no idea what the Indies were either. Um, but, yeah, so I started. Uh, my mom actually tried to ask. My mom and uh, stepdad have always been super, super, super supportive um, since I told them I wanted to be a wrestler uh, at like 10. <laughs> They were like, okay, if that's what you want to do, then sure. Um, and when I was about like 12, my mom asked the promoter from this local promotion if I could start training. And they were like, oh, she's a little, a little too young. You should put her in like gymnastics, tumbling, stuff like that will help her for when she does start training. So that's what I did. Um, I literally feel like everything I've done, like since, such, since from from such a, such a young age sorry I'm like uh, just slipping all my words no, um but from such a young age um it's literally like I've done everything just so I could be a wrestler <laughs> like from tumbling and cheerleading and all of that and as soon as I I started training at 13 uh a lot of things came easy to me just because uh the wrestling training is kind of like gymnastics and you have to be like like you have to be uh, athletic and agile and 
Um, and that definitely really helped me. So that's an advice too. <laughs> maybe get into gymnastics or whatnot. But um, yeah, I just, I, I had this like crazy passion for wrestling since I could remember. And for some reason, there was always something that told me that it would happen. Uh, I never doubt, I, I never ever uh, doubted it. And I think that that's what helped me too to get where, to where I am today is that um, I never doubted myself. I always felt like, like I know that this is going to work out. So I'm just, I'm just going to do everything I can until I make that happen. And dare I say, it's definitely working out. Uh, if you're watching the Ring of Honor product, you are, uh, you're crushing it. Uh, Women's Division Wednesday. Uh, you were on the first episode. You went to a time limit draw in a tag match with uh, Maxi Impaler against uh, Heine and uh, uh, Lainey Luck. And then you were featured on the eighth episode where you defeated Lainey Luck. And now, uh, just a couple weeks ago, you defeated Sumi Sky in the first round of the tournament. I don't want to look past Quinn McKay, but let's say you beat Quinn. All right, there's a very, in my opinion, scary opponent waiting for you because I think Max is going to uh, have her hands full with Holla Dead, but I think she's going to destroy Angelina Love. Not to get ahead, but if you beat Quinn, do you look past Quinn or are you one match at a time? Because Maxie Impaler scares the ever-living shit out of me. So, uh, same. Okay, okay. Because you were a tag team with her, and that also seemed horrifying, even though she was it on your side. It was. <laughs> it was. She used me as a human weapon um, for no reason. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, she's horrifying. She really is. I've been pretty sure I've seen her in, in my nightmares. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, she is pretty scary. Uh, I do like to work uh, one match at a time. Uh, and I definitely don't want to look past Quinn because um, I could easily do that, go into that match with too much confidence and lose it all. Um, so, um, yeah, one match at a time. But Max definitely scares the crap out of me. <laughs> and this weekend, Glory by Honor in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the 2300 Arena, you will be in a tag match with Miranda Alizé taking on Chelsea Green and Willow. What's the importance for you, first of all, to be in the Ring of Honor Women's Division and then to be featured on such a, a huge show with such an array of talented women? Um, it, uh, like I said, there's just like a mix of emotions when I just like, it, it kind of, I kind of have to like stop and just like realize how far I've come and that I'm actually in Ring of Honor. It's just really crazy to me. Um, but I brought back that I was the first match to bring back the women's division, which was crazy. Then I was the first person to receive a ticket to gold, which was even crazier. Um, and now I'm just surrounded by like so much. The thing with uh, Ring of Honor, uh, the women's division right now is that it's it's like so diverse. Um, you know, there's not like like two people of like the same kind of um like look or character like everybody's so different which is so cool uh, and I think it's so important because uh uh for for younger people that are are looking up to to wrestlers and watching uh the women's division of ring of honor um there's so many people to look up to and like I said when I was younger I was a super tomboy and I couldn't relate to Kelly Kelly but I related to AJ because she was a tomboy and so I feel like there's uh, there's so many different women to where uh, 
any little girl around the world can be like, oh, I relate to her or, oh, I relate to her. I relate to her and I can be a wrestler, which I feel like is um, just to me, that's the most important part to me about like wrestling is just like being able to inspire a younger generation, um, which I think Maria is doing a freaking phenomenal job with with that and with the women's division and doing that for everybody. Um, So, yeah, I it's honestly like a dream come true to be in ring of honor right now like i said i never thought that i would end up here but like i just think that this is the perfect place for me to be right now uh we're i mean i can't i can't i think i speak for all ring of honor fans when i say we're happy that you're there because uh <laughs> you 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 and sumi tore the house down i love the match uh you're young you're a breath of fresh air you're a different look and you really give uh a fresh take to the women's division in ring of honor. Uh, and there's a ton of other amazing women in that division. Is there, and you have a, a, a cavalcade of matches under your belt and you've wrestled a ton of women, Sue young, Kira Hogan, Shotzi Blackheart. Is there somebody in the ring of honor women's division that you've yet to step in the ring with that you are excited at the prospect of wrestling them? Yeah. Well, I have actually never stepped in the ring with Willow or Chelsea green. um yeah so that's pretty exciting um Chelsea Green is awesome Willow Nightingale is so she's so cute she's so awesome but um like I said I always like having first-time matches because of the fact that like I I have wrestled so many uh so many people throughout my career so far and uh so many people like you said like Sue Young uh Shotzi um wrestled Kylie Ray um Penelope Ford like and I think that's helped me so so much um being so young because I I I learned from every match and then wrestling people that are that are um more experienced than me helps me learn too and I feel like that has helped me get to the wrestler I am today um so I honestly feel like I'm ready for any opponent. Um, but like I said, I love having, I love wrestling new opponents, first time matchups. Um, I've never wrestled Chelsea or Willow, so that's pretty exciting. I'm really excited for this weekend. That's I, I cannot wait for this weekend. Ring of Honor puts on amazing shows. We went down to to Best in the World and uh, in July, and it was unbelievable atmosphere. Um, you talk about working with all these women as a wrestling fan. You had a match with Jazz. Yes. Is that like, excuse me, is that a holy shit moment? Like, <laughs> here you are, 18, 19 years old, and you're getting, Jazz is a legend, a legend in the women's wrestling. Uh, not No, not women's wrestling. She's a legend in wrestling. Um, yeah. How much did that mean to you, and how much of a learning experience was that to get in the ring with such a legend? um well i uh i was freaking out that day Uh, i was actually 16 what i was i was six i'm pretty sure i was 16 maybe turning 17 but uh yeah they randomly were like oh hey you're wrestling jazz tomorrow and i was like wait wait what (laughs) no way i was i was uh almost as scared as I am to wrestle Max, but <laughs> um, I would, I definitely, I think I, I honestly probably learned the most from that match um, because it's freaking jazz. Um, but yeah, that was pretty crazy to me just because like, 
I think just like matches like that where it's just like you you you've seen them on TV, you used to like watch them and then now you're in the ring with them and it's just like wait what it's like a mind-blowing moment where it's just like wait what am I doing right now I'm in the ring with jazz um she kicked my ass but um uh I definitely was able to like kind of um uh how do I say it the thing is like people put me with these people and I'm able to deliver if that makes sense uh which I feel like uh I am an underdog and I understand that but uh I feel like when people put me in the ring with these people and I deliver, it kind of uh, it kind of takes me out of that bubble a little bit. Like I'm slowly coming out of that bubble. <laughs> and you should be. You're walking around with a lot of gold. I'm sure it's a pain to travel with all these uh, championship belts. <laughs> You're here to promote Ring of Honor, obviously. Big show this weekend. But also, uh, New Texas Pro Wrestling. They're doing the Texas Grand Prix. Uh, women's tournament the weekend of August 27th through the 29th in Houston, Texas. The title's on the line in every round. And August 28th, your first round matchup is against uh, Mia Friday, who, if my research is correct, she's also young? She's 15. What in the holy bananas are you guys doing in Texas? (laughs) (laughs) So I actually, uh, she's the cutest. Um, I met her when she was like 13. I think she was, she was also training and um, she, she talked to me for a bit and she was just telling me how like I inspired her to start wrestling. Uh, I mean, to kind of like, like put her foot on the gas pedal and be like, okay, I can do this. Um, which is so cool to me. Uh, and it makes me so happy just because like I said, I feel like there's a stigma around p- young people getting into the business. Um, but uh, Paige did it. <laughs> Look at her. Right. Um, um, uh, she did a lot of really great things in her career. And uh, this Mia Friday girl, she is awesome. <laughs> she's like, she, she I, I mean, she's like a breath of fresh air. She is super spunky. She's, she's a good wrestler for being 15 years old too. I think she's better than me than I was at 15, honestly. Um, but, um, but yeah, she, she's awesome. Um, I have her in the first round. Um, I wrestled her twice already. Um, I did beat her both times. So, (laughs) um, that does give me a little, uh, a little, um, fire in my butt <laughs> so uh i definitely feel like that i can uh that i can uh retain my championship i honestly feel like that i can retain my championship throughout the whole tournament because usually it is you know um winner faces a champion but i actually wanted to be in the tournament <laughs> um so i am in the tournament with my championship a, fi- a f- true fighting champion and that's somebody <laughs> we want to represent Ring of Honor, Women of Honor, uh, the championship. And look, I'm not going to lie to you. We had Trisha Dora on here. Uh, I will not be mad if it's a Roxy Trisha Dora championship. I wouldn't final. be mad either. I've never wrestled Trisha Dora. Oh, that would be such a good match. Unfortunately, it has to take place in that nasty Philadelphia. Have you ever been to Philadelphia? I actually have not, and I've never wrestled there either. All right, well, just get, go in, get out. It's garbage. You <laughs> As a, yeah. And the, look, there's a lot of history in this building you're going to. And as an old man, I was there when it was the ECW arena, and it looks nothing like the ECW arena now. 
Oh, does it not? Oh my God! You have, this place is beautiful now. The ECW arena. <laughs> I'm sure you wrestled in uh, in your early days some dumps uh, that yes. were equivalent to the ECW arena. Now the place is beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. You wouldn't even know it, but uh, if you can sneak into the men's room, they have a nice big mural on the ro- on the wall. Oh, I think I've seen pictures of that actually. Yeah. I don't know if they have one in the women's room. Hmm. I would assume they would put something in there. It seems a little, a little, <laughs> you know, unfair. <laughs> it does. Uh, we're talking to the prodigy Roxy at the Roxy underscore on Twitter underscore Roxy on Instagram. ProWrestlingTees.com slash the real Roxy. You're a Texas girl. For those not familiar with the great state of Texas, can you just tell everybody what a Bucky's is? <laughs> I know I've been I've been to Texas. I know we we drove from Dallas to Houston and we stopped at the Bucky's. I know what it's all about. But for those not familiar, and you're from the great state, so I think you have. I am obsessed with Bucky's. I don't think I've ever been on a road trip and not stopped there. Um, for people from Florida, from the Florida area, it's basically like a Wawa's, but a uh, hundred times better. <laughs> no offense. Um, but it's literally like this huge gas station. Like it almost looks like like um like a grocery store. Um, but it's a gas station. It's huge, it has everything. It has um uh, it literally has everything you could think of. Um, there's food, there's clothes, there's um there's little gifts. There's a. Uh, I know they have like a section where they sell. Um, like, it looks like they sell like not like big furniture, but like small little uh home uh like decor and stuff. It it has everything. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's the only from Dallas to Houston. It's the only thing that's advertised on the highway. Bucky's this many miles. <laughs> and I told my wife, I said. We got to stop there. I got to see what this is all about. It is, it's like a Wawa on steroids. You're right. Yeah, basically, Wawa on steroids. Yeah, you want, exactly what put it. You want a five gallon bucket of, of Twizzlers and a 30 pack of Natty Ice? You can get it. <laughs> you want a hot sandwich and a Red Bull? You can get it. You want uh, some of those weird games that are on the table at every Cracker Barrel? They got those there too. <laughs> it's fascinating stuff. You, you know what? Okay, this may sound crazy. Well, not really, but uh, they have these things called uh, Bucky's Beaver Nuggets. I don't know if you've tried those. They're like a staple snack there. Um, but it's basically like these like sweet, crunchy corn nugget type of things. But so you eat them as a snack. But I like to buy those, take them home, and eat them like cereal. So I'll put them in a bowl and put milk in it, and it is the most amazing thing your taste buds will thank me <laughs> you are you're 19 years old you can get away with that all right you could be eating corn <laughs> you could be eating corn nuggets for breakfast if i eat corn nuggets for breakfast i mean people probably think i eat corn nuggets for breakfast when you look at me but i can't get away with that god bless you good for you <laughs> my metabolism won't work this way forever so i'm taking advantage you know what good for you <laughs> All right, so I don't want to keep you too much longer because I know you're doing stuff, uh, but this might be blasphemy. Again, I went to Texas. Whataburger? Not impressed. What? What's your thoughts on the Whataburger? Well, I love Whataburger. I mean, I mean, 
I'm not always like, hmm, what do I want to eat? Oh, Whataburger for sure. Um, but I do love Whataburger. Uh, I think that's like one of the only things that's open uh, usually after after shows, after wrestling shows. So we'll usually just go there. Um, but I love Whataburger. They have this. Um, I'm a big sweets person. I don't know if you could tell, but <laughs> they have this thing. It's called a Dr. Pepper shake. Uh, I'm not sure if it's seasonal, but uh, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you got to try some of the. I don't know what's. There's got to be. There's got to be some kind of. You got to look up some like cupcake places when you go to Philadelphia. I mean, as bad as the whole city is, I'm sure they got something, something worthy. Yeah. Of it. And yeah. Don't, I need to. <laughs> don't fall for look the cheesecake thing. Cheesecake, cheesecake. See, you got me thinking of desserts now. It's eleven. <laughs> it's eleven thirty in the morning. I'm gonna go downstairs and eat. Cereal. Oh, the Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, don't look. The Pats and the Genos, those are all great, but you got to, you know, those are like tourist traps. You got to find like a real cheesesteak place. <laughs> they are. So no Philly cheesesteaks in Philly. You could find one, but Pats and Genos, that's like, you know, that's like going to McDonald's and Burger King. Like you got to find like the Shake Shack. That's a terrible comparison. Never mind. <laughs> I'm going to fire myself. As a wrestling fan. Glory by honor, obviously you're working, you'll be there all weekend. Is there one particular match you're super interested in seeing? Um well all the matches look freaking awesome. Uh I'm so excited. Um I am clearly very excited for my match. Um but I'm excited to see. I, I'm like really into women's wrestling, so uh, I'm excited to see the Allure uh, versus Vita uh, Von Star, just because I want to see who their who their uh, mystery opponent is. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I don't know who it is either. Um, I'm also excited for uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Rhett Titus. Oh yeah. Um, they're both super awesome. Uh, I'm super into like submission type wrestling ground wrestling uh i've been more into that uh so uh i think jonathan gresham is like the best in the world at doing that uh in my opinion uh and Rhett titus is like freaking awesome too um i i saw him wrestling during mania weekend and uh he had some great matches against some texas people my people <laughs> um so i think that that match is going to be really cool but there's so many great matches um people need to come out come watch glory glory by honor that is my first uh live event with fans for ring of honor so i am super 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 excited and nervous good nervous um but yes i'm excited don't pay attention to the philly fan base okay they are they throw snowballs at santa claus they're awful people. All right. I'm just going to put you that know, out there. I've heard this. I've heard this twice already. <laughs> Don't pay them no mind. Look, if you're from Dallas, when Michael Nerv Irvin broke his neck, right, they, they've cheered down there in Philadelphia. <gasps> all right. Don't pay no mind to them. All right. You're better than that. They're terrible. I, I'm a Mets Phillies. fan. Hey, yes. Philly fans, be nice. I'm sensitive. <laughs> Don't leave Roxy alone, okay? Just let her wrestle. Let her ply her trade. Let her wow you. All right? Don't be rude, you savage <laughs> animals. I'm sorry. I'm a Mets fan. I don't like Philadelphia. I've been there many times, but we have. I got heat with Philly. Me and Philly got heat. Roxy, you've been absolutely amazing. 
Uh, we look so forward to seeing you this weekend at Glory by Honor and your second round matchup with Quinn McKay, which I'm not going to lie. I'm torn. I don't know who to root for. I think the the real winner of that match is the fans, the people that tune in to watch Ring of Honor, because I think it's going to be a great match. Um, of course, ROHwrestling.com. Honor Club is where you can see Glory by Honor. You can see Roxy um, every uh, well, I don't want to say every week, but you should watch Ring of Honor TV every week because it's, in my opinion, it's the best hour of yes. wrestling. Uh, and look, they spread. They got the Ring of Honor show drops Monday. They do watch Ring of Honor online, which may or may not conflict with the Shining Wizards Wrestling podcast, but whatever. You could do both. Uh, week by week is Tuesday, which is an awesome wraparound show, and they always feature one great match. And then Wednesday is uh, Women's Division Wednesday. It's a home run. They, they get you two hours of TV every week. Great content, great storylines, great wrestlers like the lovely Roxy, the prodigy. You should be watching. And Glory Bayana, look at Roxy didn't even, she didn't even touch the tip of the iceberg. Flip Gordon Bandito. Matt Taven is going to lose his title match to Vincent inside of a cage. <laughs> dig. I, lo- I love Vincent and I love Vito Von Starr. Uh, Violence Unlimited against La Faction in Grenoble. Brian Johnson, EC3, the Danhausen, ring of Danhausen. Oh, come on. Very evil. Very evil. Very nice, though, too. Has he tried to take Very your teeth? Nice. Has he tried to take your teeth? Not yet. I've been trying to stay away from him from that reason because I like my teeth. I mean, who do- I mean, that's a weird thing to collect. So, yeah, <laughs> I would stay away from him, too. Uh, Roxy, before we let you go, anything else you want to let your fans know uh, before the big weekend? Um, I don't think so. I mean, wish me luck. Wish me luck. <laughs> uh, like I said, I'm so excited. It is the first uh, live event with fans just because I have been doing uh, Ring of Honor shows, but there has not been fans yet. So um, I'm very excited. Um, also very nervous, but I've always been told if you don't get nervous, it means you don't love it. Uh, so like I said, it's a good it's a good nervous. Um, but yeah, guys, come out. Um, uh, I also have new Texas shows coming up. Um, I have reality of wrestling shows coming up. Uh, and yeah, um, follow my merch. I mean, follow my merch, follow my, uh, follow my pages. I go buy my merch. Uh, and yeah, (laughs) thanks for your support. Uh, be sure to follow Roxy at the Roxy underscore on Twitter underscore Roxy on Instagram. 10,000 followers, even though she sucks at Twitter. Her words, not mine. Uh, <laughs> Pro Wrestling Tuesday. I do. <laughs> I really do. I it, see people posting every day and I'm like, I can't do that. You know what? I said the same thing to a friend of mine who just got uh, she j- she just got a job with Fightful. And uh, she posts like I said, I said, this looks for someone who's just scrolling. I said, this looks exhausting. I'm exhausted reading. <laughs> like, who, I don't understand. I'm I'm not the worst at it, but uh, it's it seems like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what do I say on here? <laughs> say whatever. Say, bu- <laughs> you know what? You should just post pictures of what's at a Bucky's. I definitely will. I'll just keep posting pictures of my dog, too. <laughs> see, the, everybody loves a good animal picture. <laughs> Can you see me on the video? I can see you, yes. Okay, so you did you see I haven't you haven't gotten the the my cat Nelly. She loves to do a drive-by. She hasn't done a drive-by. I'm a little disappointed. Oh my gosh, you have a cat. <laughs> I, I have, love I love animals. I have 3 cats. Oh, I just have one dog right now. <laughs> I think 3 3 cats is more than enough. I think I would have been, <laughs> 
If I didn't work so much, I would take a dog. But I can't do that. You know, I can't do that to a dog. Get a dog. Me and my wife work all the time. <laughs> They're like children. Dogs are like actual children. I'll tell you what. Cats, people have this preconceived notion about cats. My cats are like children, too. <laughs> I come home. They want to rub my face. They want to jump on me. They want to talk to me. They meow, 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 meow all day. <laughs> They want food. It's they're unbelievable. <laughs> we love animals here, though. Follow the Roxy at the Roxy underscore on Twitter, underscore Roxy uh, on Instagram, and that's R O K C, not like the Rock. It's all the, all the <laughs> letters of. are there, but you just kind of rearrange them. Uh, Pro dot com slash the real Roxy. Roxy, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. We are back. A special thanks to Roxy for joining me uh, early this morning. Make sure I turn that down. Be sure to follow her again at the Roxy underscore on Twitter, underscore Roxy on Instagram, ProWrestlingTees.com, the real Roxy. Uh, and at this time, we're going to thank those that support the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast over at our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You, you.com yes, can support Duck the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Um, we are working on uh, something fun and new for our Patreon supporters, so stay tuned. Uh, if you're already uh, in, you're locked in, you're good for the new supporters. Oh, man, this is, you can't, it's can't miss stuff. So just bear with us, and uh, you will get a nice surprise when they arrive. Matt, are we getting micro-brawlers? Uh, we are not getting micro-brawlers. Oh. Uh, at this time, we're going to thank those that support us over at our Patreon. Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards. Uh, Manny Kratzo, the king. Uh, Danny and Anthony Rusinello, the SW, uh, the AOP of the SWP. Excuse me. Uh, Ryan <laughs> Arthur over at Elementary Brewery, elementary.com over there in Hackensack, New Jersey. Sean Toe, Sean Calejo, Ryan Schlong, the newest member of the Mark Order podcast. Uh, Matt, Brett, yes. Can I just say how awesome it is to not have Tony's little tags on every person you it, introduce? It makes it go a lot faster. We can move on with the show. What do you hear? What do you say? Well, Brett Simonello. <laughs> My timing was almost there. Brett what do you hear? What do you say, Brett Simonello? Uh, Kate the Great Hensler over there at OnDeckIC.com. She's part of the Mark Order podcast. She's part of Fightful. Uh, be sure you're following Kate. Kate's screen is frozen. Uh, Matt Garifo, no relationship to the KJG. Oh, Maddie I got a screen grab this. I got a screen grab this. Uh, Christine oh Friesendorf. <laughs> so good. Uh, Mark Parloni. Uh, Kenny Hossey, the Scotch Drinkmore. Jay Cop, Big Cop of Pump. Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock. Michael Hammond. Matthew Birch, the Bergman, the LeBron James of Mattel Elite Figure Collecting. Carrie Cowling. Brendan Haney. And his pal Antonio Horseman makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com Mr. William Mercier Jr. Lives are gonna be in William Mercier's hands. I can't stop looking at Kate's frozen face drinking whatever she's drinking. I screen grabbed I screen grabbed it three times. Matt, that was incredible. She gone. She, hopefully she comes back. Her shit froze. Oh, man. Brian Clark, Adam Baum, excellent guest. Kevin? Uh, Matt, I would have to venture and say top five. Top five, indeed. 
Dude, he gave us <laughs> way more time than I thought he was going to. He was awesome. He was such a great guest. And the hits, folks, the hits just keep on coming. Because next right. week, right here on the Shining Wizards podcast, uh, if you've been joining us live on Facebook and Twitter, uh, and you've been uh, Facebook and Twitter, Facebook and the rant, um, next Monday night, August 23rd, 7 p.m., wrestling legend Mickey James is joining oh. the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast to talk NWA Empowered, uh, the big event coming up this weekend. Um, so be sure to tune in and uh, check us out. We'll be back in Studio A. We'll be chatting it up with Mickey James. It should be a fantastic time. I can't wait for that. Mickey James is one of my all-time favorite wrestlers like in general. Just super awesome. Kate, welcome back. Um, by the way, I just want to let you know, that I screen grabbed your frozen oh god pre sip face like three times and it's going to be the highlight of my life. Oh no! Again, oh. dude, I make faces like anytime I go to like screen grab myself doing anything. The cartoonish fucking faces that I make are It's insane. literally like you're like the bottle is like whatever you're drinking. I don't, it looks like spring water. I'm going to guess it's spring water. It's a, a sparkling Topo Chico. Mm. Uh, twist Chico. of grapefruit carbonated water. Ah, look at that. I was close, but I was not going to guess Topo Chico. But <laughs> it's like pre-sip <laughs> and your eyes are just like half open, half closed. It's great. Guys, Matt, We I think we already have heat with the wrestling figure community. I don't give a shit. Oh, I know you don't. That's You know what? Brian. I deleted, I, I posted that we had breaking exclusive bomb dropped on the podcast, and I didn't realize that micro brawlers are sometimes surprises in the monthly crates, and it's very frowned upon to reveal the brawler before. Oh, fuck that. But, no, but I don't know. If we He didn't tell us if it was in a monthly crater if it's just a pre-release like a regular release no. yeah so. dorks relax you got some heat yeah you good i don't get a, a life well, you're mad a... look i didn't ask him he fucking divulged that information yeah, so, yeah it's not a spoiler it's not a spoiler if he if the guy whose figure it is is saying it look kevin nobody here cares but you i don't give a shit yeah i do care all right i don't give a f- you got heat fuck out of here with your nonsensical wrestling bullshit fucking nerds just be happy there's an atom bomb micro brawler you fucking dorks jesus christ it's not that serious if you get mad about a micro brawler yo you have no you have no idea how i know i very intentionally have no idea (laughs) i avoid it at all costs because i mean i don't give a shit but like but people are nuts. Yeah, go yeah. sit in the sun. Get the fucking fresh air. Read a book, you weirdos. Jesus go Christ. for a walk if you're getting mad about a micro brawler reveal. So uh, before our guest joined us, we were talking AEW. We were talking Impact. So, Kevin, back oh, yeah. to the, the conversation at hand because I have a question for you since you're a resident Impact guy. This Saturday is the emergence show, right? Let's say the most professional wrestler, Brian Myers, doesn't successfully beat Christian Cage for the, AEW, uh, the Impact world title. Excuse me. There is a four-way number one contendership match between Sammy Callahan, Moose, Chris Saban, and Ace Austin. Out of those four, hypothetically, who would you like to see wrestle Christian Cage? Because these are all brand new matches now. Look. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. 
no, I, I, my, I was thinking, trying to think before I speak, because sometimes words just fall out of my mouth. Christian took so much time off, right? And he can clearly still go. Like, if they're not going to use him as a main player in AEW, like, they brought him in. He's a big name. He gets this huge win. It benefits him and AEW and Impact if he's in Impact. Now, look. Would I turn down a Christian Cage-Sammy Callahan match? No. Would I be upset about a Christian Cage-Moose match? No. Christian Cage-Chris Christian Cage Chris Sabin? Hell yeah. Christian Cage-Ace Austin. See, this is why I have to stink before oh I speak. Oh, my God. Matt, what's wrong? <laughs> Matt, bro, take a, take a breath. It's just exciting that it's 2021. Christian Cage is back in wrestling. He's back in a ring. He's your Impact World Champion again. Uh, and now the possibility of who he can defend this title against Brian Myers. You're going to get to see these guys on an even playing field. It's very exciting. All right. So if on the the maybe two percent, and listen, I'm a just a bigger Christian fan as I am a Brian. Ah, that's not true. But I, <laughs> I love I love Christian Cage. If if he squeaks out a victory over uh, the most professional wrestler Brian Myers, see, it's tough, Matt. It's it's Moose. It's Callahan. It's Sabin, and who was the fourth? Ace Austin. All right, so it's all right. So Callahan's been weird because he's been booked as kind of like a back and forth baby face heel. Like I feel like he's been teaming with Eddie Edwards lately. He's been he's been doing. I mean, I, I, I want to say Callahan, but I'm I'd be intrigued by a Moose Christian match just because of the differential and. In styles, uh, but I mean Saban obviously would be my would be my, be my number one. But Ace Austin Christian, imagine Ace Austin getting to learn from Christian in a match. Like hell yeah! See, I would go my pick, and I've been that's insane. Uh, to me, first of all, I think Bri- I think Brian Myers wins, and so I would say Brian Myers. There's a lot of heels in this match too with heel tendencies, so. Brian Myers versus any of these four guys wouldn't necessarily uh, maybe Saban. Brian Myers versus Saban, but I would go with. Uh, I mean, hasn't Moose like freaking earned it? Like, hasn't he earned like the actual world title and not the just the just the TNA title? Has he earned the? Sh- uh, has he earned it? Yes, I think so. But I think this is Ace Austin's to lose. I'm with you. I'm I'm kind of leading towards Ace Austin because it's weird that they plucked him out of the out of the X division, which was which was getting kind of I don't mean this pejoratively, but it was getting kind of redundant every week seeing the same exact people in the same exact matches. And I know Impact doesn't have limitless funds like AEW to sign people, or it doesn't have the largest roster. But seeing like Ace Austin, and I know they've been doing other stuff with him and Fulton, working other people. But if if they're gonna pull the trigger on Ace Austin, then the time is definitely now. So I would not be shocked if Ace Austin walks away with his time is now. That's right. That's right. That's right. From a match perspective. I would like it to be Chris Saban. Like I would right. love to watch that match, but I think if if someone's actually going to go over, um, I think Ace Austin is your guy. But you I mean, can, I, not a I wrong mean, answer there. Like there is no wrong. You're a hundred percent right. There's no wrong answer because all four of those guys against against Cage or against Myers 
all four of them would be great against either one. And this is kind of what I said when when Myers won the 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 the, the match, the battle royal, was like, all right, give me Omega versus Brian Myers. Dream match for me, but also give me Christian Cage versus Brian Myers because oh, yeah. like like I just Adam bombed all over the place. You did. So, uh, so like I don't think they can go wrong here. And that's just literally just on a, oh my god, Kate. I sneezed. Yeah, but you didn't mute your microphone. <laughs> yeah. I tried to. Oh my god. The button, I literally have it click over the thing but it didn't click how did you like, that was, uh, that's something i would do good for that's you something to, that's what something tony would do but he would I bur- literally my mouse is over it and i clicked but it didn't like actually click the thing i'm sorry but like tony like all right here's here's my beef with tony Ooh, finally no 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 I not, feel beef, like- not beef i haven't i haven't burped into the microphone like a disgusting no but i kind of and beef was the total wrong word. It's actually the know. opposite of beef. I feel like no, it's a lot beef. Of, yeah, Bring I feel like there's beef. like this underlying. Uh, no, it's the exact opposite. It's because when Tony Tony's not used to drinking the hard seltzers. So when he does, he gets extremely gassy. I drink them all the time and normally it doesn't get me that way. But lately, mama mia, I've been, I've been hitting the mute button like, like it's nobody's business. But. At least I hit the mute button. Right, Moro. What did I say? Wait, Mama what Mia. Oh, listen, don't, I'm, listen. I did it for Matt. Matt loves Moro. Ronaldo. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to pass on Moro. Ronaldo. You know, um, you actually, know, so that was, a, that was a compliment to you, T-Donk. I love you, brother. Someone has to. <laughs> um, so Rampage gives, it's an hour long show, which is a great watch. This this, so here's my problem with this match. The Young Bucks come down, they throw the chair in, and they just fucking leave. I forgot about that. I wish I wish they would have done something like they throw the chair in, and then they turn around and like celebrate and mock the people in the first row. And then as they hear the two count, they turn around and see that the fucking tide is turned, and they make a break for the ring. But at two, you can't get in there to break it up. But then there's three, and Christian's your winner. Like I just was like, where did the Young Bucks go after they threw the chair in the ring? They just decided to saunter to the back because Don Callis was doing whatever nonsensical bullshit Don Callis does in his fucking salmon jacket. First of all, he had a beautiful pink scarf on. Oh, yeah. Second of all, I agree with you. That whole spot didn't work, uh, and the distracted ref stuff also did not work. It went on way too long. So... I think you're right. Like if you're going to be a heel that does something like that, you don't just do the job and leave. You stick around to make sure that your work is effective. Right. Like taunt to fucking people in the front row, tell them Pittsburgh sucks. It doesn't, by the way, I love it's one of my favorite cities to go to, but like you know, why you're a baby face. Yeah. I don't know if I'm a baby face. I think I'm a, tw- <laughs> I think I'm a tweener. Sometimes I have my baby face qualities, but it's fun being a heel. Yeah, of course. No, I'm with you though. That was the only, that was my only pet peeve in that whole match was like that that entire spot, the the distracted ref stuff, and um, them not not sticking around like you were saying. Do do more healy things, but it's a fine line, I guess. You don't want to be like too distracting because they generally have cleaner stuff. But but yeah, they needed to to draw that out more in the right way. I mean, it's wrestling. Kevin, Kevin before you speak, I oh. literally thought you were frozen that whole time. 
No, I'm going back to, to remind myself of, of what happened on the show because I forgot about that spot completely. You literally did not move. I was like, oh, fuck. We lost Kate before because she froze, and now Kevin's frozen. No, I'm reading, I'm reading the results. And, and uh, to, to trigger to V-trigger my memory. Oh! Look at that. No. Um, all right, so it's wrestling. Can you Can you just, like, put this up to just like a spot that didn't go as perfect as it should have. Yeah, I mean, but we're, we're picking nits, right? Look, yeah. it didn't, it didn't take away from the match. I thought the match was great. I love the end result. I just kind of like, I wish they kind of like, were still kind of there, you know, just to kind of add to the fact that like they were glo- like they thought they pulled one over on Christian and the fans. And then, uh-uh, tide turn, my friends, you're That's a fucking right. loser now. Yeah, I mean, you're as... a fucking loser. I'll do it since Tony's not here. <laughs> Good. As as great. As, listen, AEW has made tons of tons of strides, but we gotta remember, like, and these guys are all pros. Like, that no nobody here's a rookie, so that's like whatever it is it is what it is. But I mean, at the end of the day, like, it's still live TV. Nothing necessarily works a hundred percent according to plan. So whether or not it was it, now, if it was planned to be like that. Then yeah, then you have a then we'll have a conversation, but I can't imagine that that like it was supposed to be like that, and it just got away from them. Wait, sidebar. All right, Kevin, do you have a bad boy summer hat on? I got a goddamn bad boy, Joey Janella, dear good close personal friend, bad boy, Joey Love Jan- it. Uh, hat. That's right, fantastic trucker hat. Um. Also with this match, the post-match promo Christian did, very short and effective. I really liked what he did basically saying like, hey, buddy, I beat you. I'm in your head and we have a second match. Like it made me buy into the rematch more. And I talked about this on Friday night too. I think people that watch the WWE product right now are burnt out on rematches so much that this rematch is the thing that's actually bothering them. I think it's a combination of, the hangman thing took a left turn because he had a kid and it was such a clean textbook storyline up to this point that they're just annoyed that he's not in the main event. And then as far as Christian getting a rematch, I think because the WWE product, if you watch both is just every week is rematch after rematch after rematch. Like you're just sick of seeing rematches. So I, I think it's, it's just, if you watch both, it, it is exhausting. Um, but I'm way more excited for the second match having seen this first match. Yeah. And I also still don't think that's what it's going to be. I think after Friday, like, it very well could be. Why wouldn't you throw Punk in the mix if you're if it's not going to be Hangman? Why would you not have it be <laughs> CM Punk or Daniel Bryan? Like, that just seems silly. All right. So what, what kind of timeline? All right. So I, I see what you're saying. But it's not like, all right. So rematches, I agree with you 100%. But it's not like just like a rematch that popped up like we knew this we knew this match was going to happen and so the fact that we got it on rampage we already knew that they were fighting at all out right. so it's it's not like one of those rematch for rematch sakes it was like announced right am i not, sure. i'm just asking yeah this is not this is not the 50 50 bullshit that's going on in wwe but it is i think it's just when you see so many rematches you're like another rematch now invading a different product they don't do them that often but it's like when 
if you are watching on Monday nights, Raw feels like a rerun every week for the most part. Like there's still fews that have been going on yeah. since Mania. And, and 100%. And I agree with you because for that, now if they do this match three more times, then we'll have a conversation about it. No. But this is going to be a second rematch in a, what, a, a three, uh, a, well, a first rematch because the, the first one is an actual, is the match. Right, is the initial, yep. So in two and three weeks, is it egregious? No. And no. And because for the first, and this is going to be, this is freaking weird. For the first time ever, the anticipation of something else happening is going to be overshadowing the main event. I think that is what, and who knows if this is even going to be the main event. This could be the first time an AEW show, and I could be wrong about this too, happens when the world title match isn't the last match. Unless, you know, again, we have a second show now. So I don't even know what could happen. So <laughs> they, they might, they, something crazy like a punk could insert himself in on, on Friday. Sure. It's, it's just so wild. It's, it's something that we haven't seen in a long time since, since SmackDown debuted after Raw. I mean, I'm not even going to talk about Thunder because that was a joke of a show anyway. <laughs> but I, th- I think they, they, they present to you the idea that anything is possible. So if they're going to, from a business standpoint, you're going to move forward with Kenny and Christian as your main event of All Out. You're trying to sell people on Christian beat him on Friday night which means there's a chance, a better chance than what there was. And I think we're all in agreement. Yeah, that's a great point. Matt. If this match goes point. forward, I, th- I think we're still all on the same page in terms of, we think Kenny retains, but there's now there's that, there's that, that little piece where you're like, you know what? Something could backfire again. And Christian could walk out champion. And to your point, Kevin, which I think is a great point. They, they're, they're going to try and sell this pay-per-view with this match as the headline, but there's going to be a bigger story probably after Friday. And I think they don't want that to get lost in it. Cause I still think right. they like to focus on the wrestling. I don't think you need to put punk immediately into the world title mix. Oh, um, I'm, I mean, I'm with you on that, but the, you know, look, if this is what they pivoted from when Adam page decided he needed to go prepare for a family, which, I mean, you can't fault the guy. It is what it is. The storyline is not over. If anything, it just makes you want it more. And I think that's something we've, we, you know, me and Kevin grew up on. We were, we, you know, you wanted to see Hogan get his hands on Savage uh, at WrestleMania 5. And it wasn't, you know, obviously on TV every week, but the build, the anticipation. So if he has to go away to start a family, it's not ideal, but. This left turn that they made with Christian. Christian beats him. Now he's the Impact champion. He has ties to Impact TNA. Now we're going to get the rematch at the pay-per-view. It's also, you know, your champion didn't lose a non-title match to set this match up. He lost a title. Title match, yeah. That's a really good point. So I think... Oh, sorry. And let's not not forget that Christian left WWE to go work somewhere else and be important. So maybe not be a world champion, maybe not headline every pay-per-view. Maybe he did it to help others. That's all of those are plausible. The same reason. But if you remember when he left TNA, it was because he wasn't getting the opportunities that he wanted. Or when he left for TNA, he wasn't get the, getting the opportunities he thought that he wanted or deserved in WWE. He did it again to AEW. So maybe again, not an insider, not anything like that. Maybe he just said like, listen, 
like I'm coming here for you guys, but throw me a couple bones too. And let me have this moment. Let me have this angle. Cause listen, when he first got there, he started off strong with Kenny, right? That was his first introduction to the company. Wasn't it a promo with Kenny? Yeah. Him and Kenny had a little back and forth. And, and then since then, it was kind of like, like, what are you doing with me? Oh, he's hanging like, out. I don't know if that's he was hanging or... out with Jurassic Express and that uh, that tag along Marco stunt, but he hasn't been around anymore because he's not worth a fuck. So, but so now it's like maybe this is like AEW's like, all right, thank you, make good. We're gonna put you in this main event match. You might not win, but and again, listen, let's be honest. I love Impact to death. Absolutely love it. It's my favorite show every single week. I respect that championship. But how do you honestly feel AEW values? Like Jim Ross has said it on his podcast. Like, like how do you think they value that title? Is that really the bone? Like, that's just like, all right, go. That's not, that's not, it's not as, a, uh, as prestigious as a title as the AEW championship. It's just not. No, not so, even close. So, Kevin, I was going to say, I've, I've actually liked what they've done with Christian because I think if you come in with a gimmick saying you're going to outwork everyone, you kind of have to do that, right? Like yeah. he's been no. doing that. He's been getting his wins. He's been working it. And I actually think it went the other way. I think this impact angle has been really stuck in the mud. And they said, you know what? I don't, I don't think Christian was like, throw me a bone. I think they were like, you know, what's going to get this unstuck in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. But who's <laughs> give that but guy who, title? I, I, I would love to know the dynamic between Tony Khan, Scott Demore and Don Callis and who actually decides what's going to happen on each show each week i would love to be a fly on the wall in that room go ahead oh i was just going to say and you had josh alexander hinting with the match against miro right so like that also has my interest um pretty immediately so i don't know like why on AEW there was no mention of the impact title for so long but now they're mentioning it and that makes a big difference like the impact title feels more important not just because it was on their programming but they're actually building it up on their program I don't know if that was a TNT thing or what the deal was but like now that they're actually acknowledging it it feels like it has some more juice behind it no I I, and I agree the fact that you have a, a certified first ballot hall of famer I mean two of them that held that belt in the last you know, month like Kenny Omega and Christian Cage, it, it it certainly does boost Impact's relevancy. And and listen, like I said, it's my favorite show, so I I love it no matter what. But oh God, I lost my train of thought. Um, what the hell are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> being a fly on the wall in the room with Scott Demore, Tony Khan, yes. and Don Callis. There you go. Like, I would love to know the dynamic of who thinks what benefits the other company more. And listen, there's more, there's more players involved in this. You have NWA, you have, you have New Japan. Like, there's a lot of players, that, as Matt would say, lots of spoons in the porridge in well, this if, thing. If you uh, subscribe and read uh, the Wrestling Observer, Dave Meltzer is under the impression that uh, Tony Khan has say over Kenny Omega's booking in other promotions. So which is why he did not drop the title to Andrade Saturday night at Triple Mania. Oh, that listen, that's a segue, brother. 
and let's let it's fucking 2021. Christian Cage is your Impact Champion, and goddamn Ric Flair was in the fucking ring with Kenny Omega and Andrade. What? And and there's fucking look. I've been a super super vocal about. I don't want to see Ric Flair wrestle, which means I don't want to see his floppy melted candle ass and a pair of tights and getting there and go 15 minutes with somebody. But if he's gonna do a spot like this in AAA, it that's what he does. Like that's perfect. It was perfect. I don't understand how you can fucking complain about Ric Flair being involved in something like this. It's fucking unbelievable. It's Who's beautiful. Complaining? Oh, isn't the it, fucking dorks on fucking social media. Isn't it somewhat like a foregone conclusion that once Ric Flair left, he would immediately associate with his future son-in-law? You would imagine so. But, yeah, you know. so whatever, man. Look, Listen, if Jake the Snake... Listen, Jake the Snake is still getting WWE action figures, and he's an AEW. So if Jake the Snake, Tully Blanchard, Art Anderson, Jerry Lynn, D. Malenko, all these guys are there, it, it makes perfect – like, not – one doesn't, doesn't have anything necessarily to do with the other, but why would people get butthurt if, if Ric Flair ends up showing up with Andrade? There is a – and and I can and Kevin, I'm sure we're in the same boat in this. I can't wrap my head around it. There's people out there who are who only watch one type of wrestling, whether it be they just watch WWE or they just watch Impact or they just watch AEW. I mean, look, I don't know if it's because we came from a different era. I don't know if it was because wrestling was not as accessible to us growing up. And we did, and we didn't. We only we only had two options back yeah. then. Well, maybe I mean, unless a third, you're fucking, unless a third tape, or fourth, you know, if you could find it. You're sending our video, all your uh, all your check money from your fucking job at the lumberyard because you just want to watch uh, an FMW tape because it's got a match in a bathhouse and you're hoping to see a nipple. Oh, nips. You know, Big it was I, I couldn't get enough wrestling. I was watching. Global. I really did miss out, didn't I? Oh, my God. It was. <laughs> I'm pretty Yo, sure the- when I go back to my parents' house, I'm pretty sure our video back in the heyday had a catalog it was like 400 pages of all the tapes that he was selling and he had i'm pretty sure i still have it uh and i gotta find it and dig it out because it was like the holy grail of wrestling tapes uh for me and i would just constantly order them but uh i just don't i can't wrap my head around like it's wrestling. Just watch what you like and, and try everything. And if you don't like something, don't watch it. But what do you hate watching for? I think. I'm oh, sorry. Keep going. Oh, I was just just in, in that camp. It makes no sense. Um, I think the difference with Flair is like, well, there were a couple things. One, I guess Charlotte was advertised for a house show and she was backstage. Oh, so my got, God. I know people got so mad about that. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. She was advertised? She was advertised or social media had heavily hinted that she was going to be at this house show. All right. She was not. She was backstage at Triple Mania. Car- the other oh, thing okay. is, whereas Jerry Lynn and Dean Malenko and all these people went to other places like on Jake the Snake or whatever, like they had just taken these opportunities and left. Like word on the street was that Ric Flair was fucking pissed on his way out. So, um, I think it was also like that he left on bad blood and immediately showed up there, but like, holy crap, guys, not your fucking battle to fight. <laughs> like, fucking, I'm, I'm pretty sure Ric Flair earned the right to do whatever the right. fuck Ric Flair I, wants to do. 
Do we think, and I know it's a long shot, but do we think that that affects Cena going over Roman Reigns this weekend? That's a great, another segue. Um, no, he can't. I don't think so either. No, he can't. But it's right there. It depends it how right pissed there. they are. Listen, <laughs> listen, who knows? I'm, I can't get in, inside that, that wacky kook's mind, but like... Anything is possible, but no, there's no way. Oh. There's no chance. No chance in hell. One That's right. <laughs> That's right, KTG. KJG, KTG, Millionaire Matt, we're going to see you live on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. So, uh, so Kevin mentioned the Forbidden Door before. I mean, Deanna Parazu, she is now not only your Impact World Champion, she's the AAA Reina de Reinas Champion. Oh, look at that. Rain- look, I tried. I tried. I tried my goddamn hardest. That was right? good. No, I, good. Look, I didn't get to it. Okay. I tried my yeah. goddamn hardest to watch Triple Mania last night. I was fucking tired. I just want to sit in my chair. Goddamn Hugo Savinovich is. F- I don't know what the fuck they were doing down there in Triple A. Bro, I swear to God, the commentary levels on the audio were either turned all the way up or they were fucking doing live commentary to the audience. And goddamn, when Spider Man came in, I was done. Is that Trey Miguel? No, man. They did like this. They have this like they do this like Marvel. Like they have some kind of weird like Marvel superhero thing, but they like you know the the thing is off a little bit, and they kind of it's not. Bro, this Spider Man. It's like Times Square. Yeah, Yeah. Spider Man. Was was Elmo in the match? No. Was was creepy Elmo and Cookie Monster in the match? No, and I know in the past they used like Brian Cage was like Wolverine or something. Like they've used like like oh. American wrestlers to dress. Yeah, him. no, I know what you're talking about now. But dude, this Spider Man, he tried to be Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12. <laughs> Bro, he was like, "Give me a push, give me a push." He was like, "Give me." A p-. I couldn't. I took a video of it, but you know, Kevin, you'll appreciate this. My feet were in the way, so I didn't post uh. it on uh on um. On social media, Gross. and it was uh, what, your boy, with your, with, your, what, with your corn cob toes, yeah. Your boy, Black, only fans, Black Taurus was uh, the Venom character, and Terra Purpa was Brian Cage. Terra Purpa, I don't know, Kate. Oh, and and the guy who pretended to be Spider Man was uh, Hijo del Viking, uh, Vikingo. Ah, Vikingo, Kate. What was that Oldie fans tweet that I saw before? Who did you say should be on OnlyFans? Was that oh. you? <laughs> oh, shit. Really, Kevin? Sean Ross Sapp. No, somebody I couldn't tweeted, tell because it was like a tweet of a, a tweet of a tweet. Somebody tweeted a thing about him having an OnlyFans and OnlyFans responded and were like, love to have you. Wait, OnlyFans want Fight Club's president? <laughs> they want SRS. <laughs> and so he had said... Can you get SRS on our show, please? I will do my best. But he he had tweeted something about how he had filmed something non-wrestling related and it was the most fun he had on screen in ages. And I said, funny, I didn't think Friday was that long ago. (laughs) And so then he screen grabbed that of me having liked that tweet. That's Fair enough. Matt, I'm sorry. Let's get back to wrestling. (laughs) Oh, that's good. You just pulled the e-break on the whole conversation over a text message that you could have sent later. Oof. Well, you're Impact (laughs) World Champion. She's got extra gold now, so. Uh, that rules. Good that's for her. Super exciting. Uh, New Jersey then, represent. 
I guess uh, I don't know no know much about this NGD, but apparently they're a big deal. They were like CMLL champions, and they quit their promotion like Monday, and they fucking showed up at AAA for this show. So that was a big deal, apparently. Mm. But I'll know. take your word I got, for it. I got nothing. <laughs> I have zero insight on that whatsoever. Nope. Uh, Kenny Omega <laughs> had Conan with him, and they he wrestled Andrade, who had Ric Flair, obviously. I thought the match was great. Mm. I, I heard I wonderful things. I didn't watch any Triple Mania, but yeah. I heard C- I heard it was fantastic. CMLL was not in the text thread. Triple A, Triple A. I watched. I had extra time this afternoon. I'd say uh, the <laughs> only match I watched was Kenny versus uh, Andrade. Once the Spider Man thing happened and Hugo was screaming, I was like, I can't. <laughs> And it was also I couldn't find like an English feed because like there was one apparently. So I was like, I can't, I can't do this right now. My brain hurts. So, so how did you watch it? There's a, it was on YouTube. Ah, uh, but it for was free? on yes, it was all in Espanol. I Ooh. saw some people comparing it to Joshi, where it's like the booking makes no sense and it's kind of hard to just dive into if it's not something that you're like following which seemed like an apt comparison but I, I didn't watch any of it but from from what i was reading i was like oh that kind of makes sense that it's like a little bit more of a circus yeah. <laughs> that you have it's, to be uh, following to understand yeah they're big on the uh the entertainment aspects of it um there was a <laughs> minute where ring of honor was doing like a partnership with them when matt taven lost got his head shaved where ian riccoboni was doing live commentary uh over the over the shows but even that was like Man, you gotta like really be in the AAA, and I just I wasn't, and I hated the. You thought the referee Rick Knox was bad. The, it was if, just so. If Ian Rick Abani can't sell us on something, it's bad because Ian no, Rick Abani is amazing. You know, it's, <laughs> I, and that was a couple years ago. But like the referees are like so like deliberate, and you know when it's gonna be a two count. Dude, they like I feel like they're so stiff and like their cadence with their counts. Like they 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 lay on the ground and they just go. It's like little. It's like a robot doing it it really is <laughs> uh what else happened in the world of professional wrestling well we're getting andrade and Pac at, at all out Pac wrestled bowens tonight i believe past right. guest of the show anthony bowens uh half of the acclaimed what else what else what else do we have in the aw world oh fuego, fuego del sol is all elite uh i personally <laughs> kate with the biggest grin well because uh, i'm gonna segue into this so i can go take a piss I personally Uh-oh. don't like it, right? I don't get it. It was a great feel-good moment, but, you know, Sammy Guevara comes, you're 1 in 50, here's a contract, you fucking jobber. Well, uh, he didn't say that. No, but he said he was 1 in 50. <laughs> it was a great feel-good moment. I just don't yes. get the Fuego del Sol. Uh, like, he's fucking over as fuck. It just goes right over my head. Like, uh, you, he's, like, number one on fucking those pro wrestling T cameos, like, Dude's over his shit. I just don't get it. I hate it. The like, if he wins, he gets a contract and he lost and he still got a contract. Like, I don't know. It just wasn't for me. Great feel good moment. I'm not going to act like I didn't sit there and, you know, it made me smile. But I just don't get it. So you can talk about it while I go pee, I guess. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. I was just going to say that, like, Sammy came out there and said, like, even though he lost, there's sometimes victory and defeat. And that's kind of been like the Fuego del Sol story. Like he got himself so over being like one in 50 on AEW Dark. All right, and... Kate, I'm sorry to cut you off. Remind me what this one in 50 thing is. 
What does that mean? One oh, he, he had, like your good friend Brian Myers, when he was in WWE, like record-wise, he was one in 50. Like he just was losing and losing and losing and losing on Dark constantly. But through Sammy's vlog, they told a really fun story around it. Um, oh, that's all that matters. And he, he was, he's always fighting. He's the constant underdog, right? So uh, a story as old as time, you need people like that on Dark because the whole point of Dark is basically to build up people's records. So um, that was kind of, his story has been victory and defeat. So I feel right. like to have a contract, like out of a, a loss is like a, a sweet moment. And it was a shoot. Nobody else in the company, but Sammy Guevara knew it was happening. Right. So on, on that the, was cool. On the top of your head, how many losses of his do you think came on dynamite and not just elevation and elevation dark um i don't like two or something like all right so there you go like i mean with all due respect to everyone that wrestles i have a lot of friends that we have a lot of friends that wrestle on aew elevation elevation dark but at the end of the day it's the tv show that matters so to me that's a feel-good moment and if you watch aew elevation and elevation dark that's fine, but like Rampage, that was that was a great moment. Like, yeah. I don't think I don't think I don't think it tipped the scales one way or another. Like, I don't think it like I feel like at the end of the day, like if you saw it, you're like, all right, cool. Or you were like, all right, whatever. It was like one of the two things for that. Now, gr- granted, us in who know wrestling and love wrestling, we're probably like, yes, that's awesome. But otherwise, it was just a feel good segment for a TV show. So. And- like it sure seems like they're headed toward trios title and he's a guy you could throw in with like anybody for a trio like i he's so easy to throw into something yeah. like that that i i think he would be a perfect fit so if he ends up going in that route i think it's good i just i appreciated like i i was kind of with matt initially of like okay but the whole stipulation of the match was this other thing right okay now if that was if that was ignored if that was completely totally disregarded then yeah that's that's a little it it kind of is but like at the same time that's the whole story with fuego is him like getting himself over with defeats like victory out of defeat has been his whole thing so so that's the thing i didn't even know there was an ongoing storyline with fuego so So like it's like, it, that's, yeah, I guess that's the, the other part. To me, this was very much set up like we're going to have a kick-ass um, opening match with a surprising title change. We're also going to give you a feel-good moment. We're also going to give you a badass women's match. Like Rampage was like, here's the sampler platter for our first episode. That's a, tr- that's a tremendous, tremendous observation in terms of, like, as Eric Bischoff would always say in his podcast, it's a buffet. Is you can have yeah. this, you can have that, you can have that, and they gave you everything. And I didn't know anything about the Fuego del Sol storyline, but seeing him hug Sammy like that was awesome to see. That's it. Yeah, 100%. Again, not my cup of tea, but it was a great feel-good moment. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, it was not real. You know, oh, but again. Man, I'm not going gonna, gonna, gonna to cry about it, but I mean, like, not, no, I'm not saying that you were crying about it. Like, I'm not going to, like, cry like tears uh, Kate, of joy about Kate it. Kate definitely but... fucking cried. What's oh. that? You know what? I Kate think I cried. cried too, actually. I'm saving up my tears for Friday, baby. Let's go. I think I cried, actually, now that I think about it. I cried at everything. I cried at like a 902 wedding. 
I, I cry at everything. Look, I, look, I'm with you. Certain shit just gets me. I don't know why, and I don't know. I might, and I, if my wife sees me, forget about it. Just fucking ball busting central. Sport shit gets me every time. Yo, I cry when someone gets chopped. Unchopped. Like, I'm just like, I'm like, oh my God, X Benedict looks so great. How could you do that to them? So glad you clarified chopped on chopped because this is a wrestling podcast. I thought you meant anytime somebody gets their ass. Yeah, no, I had to. Listen, it's not just a it's not just a bad boy summer hat rack, Pete. I clarify stuff. A summer hat rack to Chaser. That's right. Um, over in WWE land, we are uh, in SummerSlam week. SummerSlam Saturday. Takeover week as well. Tag Takeover Sunday. That's right. Uh, but I think uh, some some fairly big news. Keith Lee put out a video Thursday explaining his absence from the WWE. Uh, he contracted COVID. Uh, and then in the process of making sure he was good to go back, they found out he had inflammation around his heart. That happens with that. So with, he had to get COVID. He had to take it easy for quite uh, almost six months. He kind of couldn't do anything but walk. Uh, yeah, he couldn't work out. He couldn't do anything. So I think uh, a baseball player. I think a pitcher for the Red Sox had the same thing. It's called like mitocarditis or something like that. Yeah, I I, Eduardo Rodriguez, but I think he had a pre-existing heart issue too. Okay, but yeah, maybe Keith Lee does too. He's a big boy. Yeah, so uh, he put out a video Thursday finally, and he'd been kind of teasing it for a couple of uh, months. You know, when he was ready to talk about it on Twitter, he said he would do it, and he he put the video out. And um, you know, look, we all want Keith Lee to be healthy. We all want Keith Lee to be on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. We know he's a super talented dude. We all want him somewhere else. That's true too, but. Man, when he this poor guy has to put this fucking video out, his life is possibly in danger, his career's on the line. He's got to tell people to leave his fucking fiance alone. Nope. Like, people, know your fucking boundaries, man. Wait, who was who was who was hitting up me again with people the negative People are blaming shade. her because because uh, oh, he but got did she have COVID first? I don't know, but he said he didn't get it from her because they weren't together when it happened because she had COVID. Or he had I think first. he said she got, she got it, it taking from him. care of yes. him, which is insane. So, like, yeah, it just, it's, we were, you and I were tweeting about it last night, literally, with the Quinn McKay bullshit. Nobody fucking owes you anything. Like, the stuff that wrestlers have to go through, like, on social media alone, I put out a tweet that was just, like, thinking about all the things that they have to take into account the character that they represent, the promotions that yeah. they represent, dodging unsubstantiated criticism, dodging personal attacks, like how to navigate kayfabe, like all of these things, like fucking nobody is entitled to further explanations to things. Nobody is okay. entitled to responses. Like it's, it's maddening. And for Mia Yim to have to be dealing with that on top of her husband's life just being apparently in danger or fiance's life being in danger like just stop thinking that you are entitled to shit like you're just not there's some things that you're not entitled to in someone else's life like stop oh couldn't have said it better <laughs> no and take a bow Kate because that wasn't that thank was, you that's what it was I don't curtsy I don't curtsy <laughs> Uh, are you guys excited that the king and the queen of the ring tournaments appear to both be coming back this this year? All right, Matt. Yes, but also 
Was there a Queen of the Ring? I'm sorry. I did this last time, too. No. There's never been a okay. Queen of the Ring. But the Queen of the Ring is debuting, and the King of the Ring is coming back. It's reported that these events will take place in October with the finals set to be held in Saudi Arabia. Yes. I am not going to talk about Saudi Arabia. Um, but, Matt, it could have been, there could have easily been, like, six Queen of the Rings in the past. And, I, and my, with my memory, I probably could have not remembered any single one of them. Fair enough. But Fair not going to talk about Saudi Arabia. Let's a move on ski. All right. How are you? How excited? Level one to five. All five right. being the highest. How excited are you for Jinder Mahal, Drew McIntyre, grudge match? Um, 17. Mm, that's a good call, Kate. I was going to go 16, but I am, and I, I, I hate it because I love both these guys, but they just, no, not, I'm not even given a number because one doesn't exist. Just don't care. They haven't even talked about their history together in the storyline. Like that's no. the maddening thing to me. It's like they they're fighting over motorcycles and whatever the fuck. It's like they were in a stable together. They both hit the lowest points of their careers. They both became champions after that. Yeah. Why the ever-loving fuck aren't you talking about that? <laughs> that is tremendous. That is like we were both world champions and now we're, we're like because 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 Goldberg is back and because listen I love Lashley let him stay there awesome perfect main event champion deserves it but now you have us two fighting each other and now like how does this benefit either one of us I mean, it probably benefits Ginger Mahal more than it does Drew McIntyre and I'm sure Drew McIntyre so. is glad to do it because they're boys but like Ginger Mahal like hasn't been relevant since his title run. They didn't, they did the same thing with Rhea and Charlotte and it drove me fucking crazy. Like you have a history with someone and you just don't acknowledge it like at all. It's, it's so stupid. So no, I'm not excited for that match in the least. That's at SummerSlam, Matt? That is at SummerSlam. This is what we have for SummerSlam. Roman John Cena. John Cena. 25 minute promo on SmackDown. Was he making fun of the Usos for getting arrested? I saw that clip. He does it all the time. Da, 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 da. He was really funny in that Suicide Squad, by the way. If you haven't seen that, no, he's gonna be he's, he's, gonna, he's gonna be great. Oh, we watched it; it was hysterical. He said, "If you told me there was a beach full of dicks, I would eat every single dick on that beach." It's hysterical. <laughs> it's fucking hysterical. Yeah, a weird direction to go for I mean, how much you like something. Hey, that was his line in the movie, not mine, bro. Oh, that was his line. All right, oh, I, yeah. I haven't seen the film. Oh yeah, no, it's a great flick. Um. Bianca and Sasha, they're going to challenge each other. Ironically enough, to Kate's point earlier with Charlotte not being on house shows, both of those ladies were not on either house shows this weekend either. Um, So I don't know if it's because, you know, Sasha got some of uh, Bianca's, you know, lady parts in her face when she did that weird flip over the table. Uh, It's SmackDown. I don't know. She got the COVID. Who knows? Uh, Triple threat match. The girl who has no merchandise defends her championship against Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. She does have merchandise. She just got t-shirts today. Hot shit. Does she have Um, a title on it? There's a butterfly. And then I think there's a title shirt too. Well, I need to know if I'm going to pick this. this, I almost said something offensive. Pick this lady to win this fucking stupid (laughs) match at SummerSlam. Are you going to say pick this bitch? Yeah, I can say that. You can't. It's not that that (laughs) offensive. (laughs) You're right. It's not. I got to know which of these bitches I'm picking. All right. Listen, Matt, you might have heat with the action figure community, so be careful. Oh, oh my micro brawler, you spoiled to it might be. Fuck off. Fuck all y'all. Come at me, bro. 
All right, I'll give you some fucking. Uh, I got some Minon card. Uh, Evil Crush Green. How do you like them apples, bitches? I want it. I want Bring it. Bad. Let's go. All right. Uh, Edge versus Seth Rollins. The Usos against the Mysterios. Sheamus against Damian Priest for the United States title. Drew McIntyre against Jinder. My balls. And maybe I don't know. RKO and Riddle didn't he like hit him with an RKO after they bro? Yeah, that's got to be a. It's got to be a match, right? You think so? <laughs> I don't, Matt. I don't, <laughs> Matt. I don't watch. I watched NXT today, but I didn't watch Raw. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura beat Apollo Cruz. He's your new IC champion. And then uh, I guess him and somebody else and Pat McAfee played the guitar on the. What they do? Oh, uh, Joe. Gu- Joe Gub. <laughs> Excuse me. Joe Gub. No clue. Wait, wait. What'd you say, Kate? Rick Boogs. Oh. dude. I thought it was Joe Gub. No. Do we no. have an, how many guys in the WWE play the guitar? Well, Elias just killed his gimmick. Again? So I think, yeah, Elias is dead. All right, so this is what we need, Kate, because like now apparently you watch WWE. Now I have to watch <laughs> SmackDown, yeah. Now you have to watch it, so. <laughs> you have so to watch what? SmackDown, but you don't have to watch Raw. I don't. Usually I when I'm not on the show, I, I throw that on in the background. So neither one of you have Raw on right now? No. No. Mm. Kevin, I the last time I sat down and watched Monday Night Raw was the Royal the Monday Night Raw after the Royal Rumble where Edge returned. That's the last time I watched Monday Night Raw. I'll tell you what, man. I watched NXT today. That's getting kind of tough to watch. It's gonna be bad. It's gonna be really bad. What would you say if I told you they're gonna start going to there's rumors that they are going to start doing the taping uh sets of tapings. But didn't I thought I saw someone up from USA say that we didn't pay for tape shows. I also saw that. They're blowing not up. Who's not blowing up, Kate? Adam Bomb? <laughs> They're blowing NXT up. Like okay. it's, it's Wait, Kate, you can message us? Yeah, she's in the chat. There's Kevin. a chat feature. You know there's a chat at the bottom of the No, Kevin's just learning how to zoom. So They're you... blowing NXT up. They're like uh it's it's getting more and more evident, but like all right, so you see, okay, Kate. So here's the thing that I have to take umbrage with with everything that you say. Umbrage, because I don't know if this is like insider Kate talking now, or if this is just like Kate's like honest, legit perspective of what's no, it's, happening. It's my honest, legit perspective. I mean, there's plenty of rumors out there, nothing confirmed, but it's like it's there's. To me, this feels like a chess move because they they just said they're not signed up for tapings, right? And like word on the street is that Vince is pissed and wants to, he like never wanted this to be a thing. So what's the best way to do that? Yeah. Oh, there's tapings and not a live show. Do they want to cancel our TV contract? Great. We didn't want this to be on TV anyway. It's a chess well, move. Well, like I've said before, and I think Matt, I think I said this to you directly is that the only reason why NXT is on TV is because of AEW. Right. It's, it's, that's it. That's the only reason. I mean, USA still had to pay for it. They still had to do it. But it, but between, it, like, all of the layoffs and Adam Cole, they're trying to move to SmackDown and stuff, like, it just, it seems Adam Cole's got to get the fuck out of there. Adam Cole's got to go. I think if you're having your contract negotiation at SmackDown, and you release Bobby Fish while you're literally having that conversation. Uh-huh. And he has like all of these extremely natural storylines waiting across the pond for him. Like yeah. 
and he could go back to ROH and work and he could, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's, he's going to be the first one to choose not by release. I think to go to AEW that's and, I, and I'm corporate Kevin. So I have no hate for WWE, but yo, it's like, you see how people that much bigger than him, much larger than him have, have been used there. And they stay, like they don't they don't use you well. So imagine a guy who's yeah. smaller, and a, a great worker. Yes, and there's been some outliers, but he, they're, they're, they would destroy him unless they would use oh. him to prove a point. Screams twenty four seven champ. Screams twenty four. Yeah, I mean Vince said in a meeting, no more vanilla midgets, which is so wrong on eighty seven yeah. million yeah. counts. But As- like. That's how he's going to view Adam Cole. Like he's going to be their 24 seven champ and do goofy shit. Look at what they did to Ricochet. Like what the fuck? All right, to pew, their pew, credit, pew. they did a nice little, they're doing something with him now, I think, right? Like, aren't they doing, uh, didn't they do a him and Johnny Drip Drip? I mean, that was just a sick match because of their ring styles, but like, that's not going anywhere. Who's, Johnny, who's, what is Johnny who's, Drip Drip who's in Johnny this Drip card? Drip. John Morrison. Johnny Morrison, baby. Why they call I guess of the Shining Wizards podcast. Yeah, why they call him Johnny Drip Drip, though? He doesn't Johnny, have enough fucking Johnny names. calls himself Johnny Drip Drip. Johnny Nitro, Johnny Morrison, Johnny Mundo. He came out with name. one of those super soaker dripstick things, and he has a shirt that says, like, keep it moist or some shit. Matt, you went, down, you, you went down the, 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 the nicknames of John Morrison. Name them all again, and I'm going to guarantee you I have one that you won't even get that John, he had in WWE. Johnny Nitro. Johnny Mundo, Johnny Morrison. His first one. It was his first one since Tough Enough. So I have no idea. Johnny Tough Tough. Johnny Tough Tough. (laughs) (laughs) It was Johnny Spade. Johnny Spade. Look at this guy. He's got so many names. Because he he debuted as Eric Bischoff's assistant or something like that on uh, when Eric Bischoff was the general manager. And Eric Bischoff was doing some weird casino i think gimmick and he just showed up as johnny speed johnny drip drip all right interesting uh go to wwe shop and pull up his t-shirt right now you'll be mortified it should be on a sex offender list do you Uh, have any interest in survivor series at the barclays this year is it gonna be at the barclays they announced that today oh barclay charles barclays I have an interest in going if it's cheap and my friends want to go. Yes. But if if NXT keeps heading in this direction, I w- will be less excited. I have interest if it's traditional matches all the way down the card. What? I know it's not, Matt. I what, know. Kevin? Brand supremacy, bro. I ain't no, spent my no, 40th no. birthday at the fucking Survivor Series. Get out of here. If I'm doing... if If I'm going to see, like, freaking... Oh God! I don't even know. No, then no. I just want I want 1989, 1990, 1991 Survivor Series matches. Yeah, you're not gonna get it. You're gonna get brand fucking supremacy like we do. Well, every then I'm year. not going. I'm not going either. It's my birthday. I ain't spending that's that right. Fucking Barclays Center, my 40th birthday. Fuck that noise. Wait, what day is that? It's a Sunday, November 21st. Survivor Series, bitches. <laughs> Slash mass mass 40th birthday, bitches. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More excited about your birthday than Survivor Series. So am like, I, Kate. Uh, they announced like a fucking whole like 
they're going on the road to WWE. They don't give a fuck about the Delta variant. They're going to be everywhere, people. So if you want to see WWE, check it out. Lots of super shows. Hey, listen, we're going, we're going to AEW. So we, we hey, don't I'm, give a fuck I either. don't give a shit. I'm fucking good to go. Uh, we talked about I got to get a booster Myers. soon. We talked about this guy. Uh, TakeOver is Sunday. Carrying Cross against Joe. Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai. Walter. Uh, Dragunov. Uh, Yo, undisputed- that was crazy. Dragunov lost on NXT to Pete Dunne. Oh really? Bef- yeah, the the I guess the night or the the go home show. No, it won't be the go home show. The go home show will be tomorrow. But then, uh, yeah, he lost to Pete Dunn, and so I feel like Pete Dunn's going to be inserted in that match. Interesting. What about yeah. these this three faces of fear match? A uh, two out of three falls match with Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. I think is it'll it, be a great match. Uh, what? Who? What? No, is. Is John Tenta and Kevin Sullivan and the Butcher going to be in this? The Three Faces of Fear match? I don't think so. I think one's no. like a submission match. One's like a no holds barred match. No, the first match is a, the first fall is traditional. Second is street fight, and if it goes to a third, it's a still cage match. It always goes to a third, right? It should. I mean, uh, yeah, you gotta you're not gonna potentially tease people with a steel cage and not deliver it. And uh, the million dollar champion LA Knight defends his title against Cameron Grimes. If Grimes loses, Ted DiBiase has to become Knight's Butler. That's right, because Cameron Grimes is Knight's Butler right now. So Ted DiBiase is like, "Hey man, you don't got to do this anymore. I know you're a man of your word, but I'm gonna take this responsibility for you if wow. you lose." That's the right. irony if Ted DiBiase has to become Virgil. Mm. I want Baron Corbin to inject himself into this with his new gimmick. Oh, Baron Corbin like, to run into traffic. <laughs> wow. All right, Matt, what's next? That's aggressive. Uh, Ring of Honor said, we getting the fuck out of Florida for Death Before Dishonor, and we're relocating to Philadelphia. So not only will Glory by Honor be taking place at the 2300 Arena this weekend, but they will be down there uh, on September 12th for their Sunday pay-per-view Death Before Dishonor. Kevin, we will not be picking Glory by Honor because it is not a pay-per-view. It is just an Honor Club special. I desperately wanted to lie to you and pick both shows and annoy uh, T-Donk, but it's just an Honor Club show. So. Listen, I can't – I knew it wasn't a pay-per-view, Matt. But <laughs> I, just can't, I, can't risk, I can't risk losing. Death more, Before more Dishonor show. will be a pay-per-view September 12th, so. That's fine. Pending. Oh. Uh-oh. Dog. Hey. Sitting situations. Uh-oh. I might go to both nights. <laughs> Kate's gonna drop. Oh, you just dropped a micro bowler bomb on us. Right I there. did. I did because I'm gonna have to get a hotel anyway. I think so. Um, I was like, well, I should probably just go to both nights. <laughs> Yo, that's awesome. Listen, I'm you're excited. a fan. So if you are going to be at Ring of Honor either night, say hi. Say hi yeah. to people. And if you're gonna be in Boston this week, say hi to me. I'll be in Boston. God, go wrestling. to a wrestling show, you fucking. No, guy. I'm gonna go to this. I'm gonna go to the Red Sox Rangers game on Friday. Oh, that's a nice. That's at Fenway, nice. yeah. I'm, I'm I'm flying in on Thursday. Nice. So I'm I'm going Thursday to Sunday. Thursday I'll go in, you know, get situated, do all the stuff. Friday, walk around, see the city, and then I'm gonna. I think I'm going to Fenway. Is Matt on the phone? Yeah, Matt is, has a very important phone call that he, we can't we can't be bothered. We can't bother Mil- him with millionaire life. You know what I mean? Man? Oh, listen, he's got. It's probably Trump. It's probably Trump. Probably That's Trump. the next logical conclusion. Yeah, it's probably it's probably Trump or it's probably <laughs> Gates. It's one of the two, right? Must be. 
Shut up, Mustard. I feel like going back to Ring of Honor, and I know Matt watched this week. I feel like Jonathan Gresham is going to be the piece that unlocks the forbidden door for ROH. I think we're going to get that Jonathan Gresham, Daniel Bryan match. I think it's going to happen. I just got a wrestling boner. Yeah, you did. Because <laughs> Daniel Bryan even said in an interview that's what he wants. Um, Yo, because I love Gresham. I mentioned before, like, the guy is, like, so good at everything. And he he looks like, like, I, I mentioned it on the podcast like, a few weeks ago. Like, he reminds me of, like, an Ivan Putzky. He was just a, a brick house, but he can freaking work. Like, he's so good. When we saw him live against Brody King, he fucking ate some chops, dude. <laughs> Holy wow. shit. Yo, they were so loud. Yo, chops are the worst. From Brody I, King, too? Yeah, that's a that big boy. That size disparity? Yeah. Oh, boy. All that's over a, the place. Those are some big old pork chops. Those are some big old pork chops. <laughs> all right, sorry. My I wife mean, My wife called in the middle of all that. Your wife. My oh. wife. So what were we talking about? ROH. You, ROH are, you might go both nights now, you say, Kate. I'm definitely going Friday. All right. But because I have to get a hotel anyway, I think I'm just going to go both nights. All right. Are you going to do your fightful post game from the hotel? I think that's the plan because I'll miss SmackDown. But yeah. assuming that Punk debuts, I'll probably go on to Mark out. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I actually texted Kate yesterday and I was like, is it going to get worse? I think it'll get better. You think so? I think it'll get better. I think once the band-aids ripped off, I'll be like, so wait, what? But it's she not fucking, just me. All she does is fucking tweet about CM Punk. It's fucking That's nauseating. So Yo, she tweet like she like her tweet game like has like she you've tweeted more in like the last like two weeks than I've seen you tweet in like forever. And it's are, all wrestling. It's not like, hey, I'm you know going to the mall or hey, that's my dog buster. It's literally all wrestling. I was told to ramp it up, so I did. All right. Um, but also, I'm not the only CM Punk mark out there. There are people wishing me a happy CM Punk week. For those of you who observe, happy CM Punk week to you. But yeah, I have no idea how I'm going to react. I might break a TV. I might go catatonic. I might cry. I, I'm so excited. Can I tell you my but favorite? I think it'll get better after the Band-Aid is ripped off. My favorite CM Punk moment was when he became the new leader of the nexus is it really your favorite yeah it is because it's so like it was so like we all we all kind of knew it but it was just like i see a punk is now going to bring these guys it sucked to wade barrett because his career (laughs) went down uh and i think wade barrett is the most he, he might be in the conversation of top guys that never won a world championship yeah i mean he he was so good at adapting to any ring style I really liked Wade Barrett. I, my favorite punk stuff I tell people all the time is is the Straight Edge Society stuff. It's not even on that run That's of his. A great like, call. I loved, loved, loved Straight Edge Jesus and how carefully he was um, telling punk, stories it, with that. And Serena D being his late Mary Magdalene. Like, come on, how don't you love that? What about what about Punk and the Mask for the the Mysterious stuff? That was great uh, stuff too. They whenever people like ask me for punk matches i say punk and brian punk and mysterio and punk and ziggler like some of of the best stuff but i've heard him say he was like mysterio and i he was like we could put on our boots right now and not say a word to each other and have a great match like he's just one of those guys and putting over ray in the process just saying like he's so insanely easy to work with but yeah that's it matt what do you got 
I was just gonna was waiting to see when you two were gonna be done gushing over fucking Snap. fucking five. Listen, moves. I'm not a fucking huge CM Punk five, fan. Five just... moves Magoo over there. Listen, you are the one who said that it brought you back to watching wrestling. Thank you very much. The pipe bomb did, yes. Yeah, roasted. So. Point. Not roasted. Uh, Josh Woods gets his pure title shot at the September pay-per-view Death by Dishonor, and Cheeseburger takes on LSG in a pure rules match at Glory by Honor Night 2. The card is stacked. Roxy's in a tag match. She's wrestling Chelsea Green and Willow. She's teaming with... Um, Sorry. Miranda Alizé, I think. Elise, but yeah. Elise. I think it's, isn't it Elise? I think. She's, she's great. A-L-I-Z-E. Um, she's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. She's got a star written all over her. But I yeah. could be pronouncing it wrong. No, you're, I don't is know. It, Whatever. Isn't she... Isn't she part of like the Sea Stars or no? No, that's uh, that's Demi and um, Ashley Vox. Ah, Vox. Uh, ah. NWA had issues on Tuesday night, so you couldn't watch uh. Power, but it was available Wednesday night. I don't understand the purpose of the championship series. It bothers the fuck out of me. The results bothered the shit out of me. You put these captains together, right? Right? They picked these teams, right? So we're down to our final two teams, championship series. There are five members on each team, four males and one female. But we're only going to have three matches. And whoever wins the best of three, is their team is declared the winner, right? All right. Why are the members of the teams picking who wrestles in these matches? Not the legends and the champion who are the team captains. They pick the fucking teams. Why are the members deciding who gets in the ring? Matt, why is Mims? Why is Mims making oh. these decisions? I don't know, but I Matt, love your rage. That's a great. That's, that's a question that I cannot answer, my friend. Fucking booger eater one. Ah, booger water. Nick Aldis <laughs> was on commentary. Booger eater beat Thomas Latimer. Fucking Nick Aldis is right. This is bullshit by Billy Corgan. This WPC Tony Z's fucking butt buddy. It's all a ploy to try and take the title off of Nick Aldis. This is bullshit. A man that eats his boogers is not championship material. No, no. He's his perfect championship material. No. He's booger championship material. You're all. No, 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 no. All of if you it was, are out of line. If it was BCA, it was the Booger Championship Association, I'd be all for it. But it's not. You're all out of line. No, no, no. Listen, uh, here's the deal. I think I said this before. But listen, when you dig for gold, you dig for all the gold. Yeah. So, so it's a championship and it's boogers. They go, they go hand in hand, man. They're related. Yes. A tissue, my friend. That's all. Oh, no, if he's a booger reader, he's a booger reader. He's going to dig for gold. He's going to dig for gold everywhere he can. I... He, may go, he might go to the beach and use the metal detector and, and try to find gold. He might, go, he might go on that show on the freaking History Channel and find gold. Booger reader is gold. Digging for gold, do it. Booger eater. Not it's sure. disgusting. And oh, Tyra sucks disgusting. at everything he does. Of course it's disgusting. <laughs> It's fucking gross. Uh, Mims, Mims beat Jack Stane, so it's 5-5. Five, five, and now it all comes down to the alternatives. Mm. It comes down to Colby Carino and goddamn Sal Renaro. Goddamn. 
And Colby Carino beats Sal Renaro. So Team the Pope and Velvet Sky win. So fucking Booger Eater wins and he gets a title shot or some bullshit and fucking fucked if I know, man. There was a tag team match. Nick Aldis and Chris Adonis beat Sean Davari and Jeremiah Plunkett. I really hated this championship series. Mm. Um, I haven't really watched a lot of NWA because I haven't found it to be very good. Um, Ooh. but that Dagger. I just, it's, it's not like I laugh that it's this bad. And Tony comes on here and is like, but you know what? It's okay. It'll get better. And then if someone sneezes wrong on AEW, he loses his fucking Yo, mind. But for some, for some reason, no, Kate, it sounds a lot like harsher when it comes from you. Like when like Tony says it, it's just like, all right, it's fucking Tony. No, like, but we were just talking just about like, hate watching. And I like, I just, I don't think it's very good product right now. It's the same reason I stopped watching MLW right now. Like, I just don't find it to be very good, but like, I, there's part of me that wants to watch Empower. Power. Um, but I, I feel like everybody's had the same complaints that Matt has had about the championship series of like the idea of it just getting completely lost and getting muddy. Um, and, and to your point, like, I like to Pope a lot. I think he's great i like mims he's all right but like why are you bringing in like why why are the people making like why why do you bring people in not to make the decisions for their team like that makes no sense i'm with you on that man I, look the whole championship series was it the, the was inconsistent the presentation was terrible the rules made no sense and now at the end of this goddamn show it sounds like velvet sky is going to challenge camille at some point she's because her team won she gets a title shot what no. But no. No. This was a terrible. These last couple weeks have been terrible. This whole idea. I get oh, it. You're boy. trying to get oh, us boy. all back to Booger Eater and Nick Aldis. I get it. I don't like it, but I get the story, right? And that's the main event for the 73rd anniversary show. The whole card has been announced. Nick Aldis, Trevor Murdoch for the title. Chris, John, Chris Adonis, James Storm for the national championship. I like James Storm. Kratos oh. and Aaron Stevens against La Rebellion. Um, the winner of the Camille Layla Hirsch match at Empower will face the winner of the Women's Invitational Cup, which also takes place at Empower. Can I tell you how excited I am for that Layla uh, Hirsch and Camille match? How excited are you? Layla's awesome. I am very, very excited for that match. Next week's guest, Mickey James, takes on Kylie Ray. That's at the 73rd anniversary show. Tom Latimer against Crimson against Tim Storm in a brawl in the Lou match. Whatever the fuck that means. Say that again. What kind of match? A brawl in the loo. Oh, that's a bathroom. Or right, okay, they're gonna have a bathroom. So it's brawl. a bra- it's a bathroom brawl. Not like a brawl in St. Louis. Well, no. The, well, the loo is considered. It, who's in the match? Latimer. Thomas Latimer. Crimson, yeah, so he's Tim British. Stone. So the loo is a bathroom. It's got to be. A, it can't be a bathroom brawl match, can it? I don't know. TV champion Tyrus, the Masked Man, and Jordan Clearwater take on the Pope and the End, which is Paro and Odison. That's right. And then there's a 12-man battle royal for a future title shot. So I expect to see a lot of new faces. 12-man? 12-man. Well, think about all those NXT releases our past 30-day, except for this last batch. So if they don't capitalize on that. Who was a 12-man battle royal? Well, it's 12 men. NWA. NWA does. (laughs) The rules of battle royal. Who the fuck has it? Get out of here. I'm sorry. Wow. I don't want to talk to you about it. Power is shaping up to look like this. This will take place the night before the 73rd anniversary show. 
we're going to declare new NWA Women's Tag Team Champions. We have um, Hell on Heels, which is Renee, Michelle, and and Sahara Seven. That's right. Uh, the tag team of Allison Kay and Marty Bell, known as the Hex. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just announced tonight that Red Velvet and Kylene King from AEW will be in this tag team tournament. Uh, and there's still one more team to be named. It's going to be a four-team tournament. The uh, Women's Invitational Cup, where the winner of this, uh, I'm guessing it's a battle royal. I don't know what it is. The winner will face the winner of Camille and Legit Layla. Okay. So, so we have Tootie. The Lynn. women's stuff sounds like the best stuff going. So to Tootie, be these, this is your Invitational Cup. Tootie, Lynn, Jamie Sengel, mm. Chelsea Green, Lady Frost, Debbie Malanka, Bianca Corelli, Genocide, Masha Slamovich, and two more wrestlers to be announced. Plus, plus, your Impact Women Championship is on the line as Deanna Perazzo defends against Molina. Could be a great show, man. Yeah, I'm excited. We got two great weeks of, of wrestling pay-per-views with uh, Glory by Honor this weekend, SummerSlam, NXT, heading right into NWA Power and NWA Empower. Uh so there's lots of fun there. New Japan crushed it this weekend in Los Angeles. Uh, fucking dickhead beat Lance Archer. So now he's a fucking grand <laughs> champion. He's trying to steal Jay White's thunder uh, with his dumb hair. That's your, that's Tanahashi? Tony, yeah, Tanahashi. He's now the U.S. champion. Um, John Moxley's mystery partner was Yuji Nagata. Um, mm. uh, but I think the real story from that was that the Gorillas of Destiny finally confronted the Good Brothers. That's awesome. That and uh, Jay White retained because he's the fucking best. Let's be honest here. <laughs> he beat David Finley. All right. And uh, Will Ospreay's back and he's making New Japan strong as home. He's not fucking participating in the G1 because he thinks it's bullshit. He doesn't recognize Shingo as a real world champion. So it looks like, as Kevin asked me before we went on air, this is very much like a Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, WrestleMania 10 type deal where they both have the belts and Osprey is claiming to be the real world champion since he never lost it. Yeah. Or if you want to tie it back, it's kind of like a, a John Cena, CM, CM Punk, Punk sort of deal. Oh, yeah. Oh, or and... if you want to tie it to the present day, you could say it's what Finn Balor, Roman Reigns should have been. But then John Cena got involved in that angle and ruined everything. Wait, what? Oh, there was a contract signing spot between Finn Balor and Roman Reigns, but then John Cena just came out and signed the contract. You know, That's like how true. contracts Bar- Baron Corbin tried to sign it first. It was all sorts of fucking shenanigans. Yeah, but neither, there weren't two belts. There weren't two of the same belts in play in that, were there? No, but Finn never lost it. Gotcha. Know what I mean? Uh, also, if you're going to watch the New Japan show uh, from Los Angeles Coliseum, do right. Moose and Ishii. Banger? Dude. <laughs> Dude. I'll take that as a guess. It was Dude. fucking awesome. It was awesome. I highly recommend you check it out. Um, So things aren't so great in Japan with the COVID. Uh, no. sh- they're, they're pulling tons of dudes off the off these summer struggle cards. Bushi, Shingo, um, anyone that was involved in the tag match. Uh, on Saturday, because Sunday they all had fevers. Naito, Sonata, Evil, Takahashi, Gato, Dick to Go. Well, they're all getting pulled from uh, for safety precautions. Um, Tony's not this. I feel 
like Tony missed the boat tonight. Not only did we finish the NWA Championship series, but <laughs> Rapongi Bongi is no more. Rapongi Bongi Bongi Bongi. I know. Show said, fuck you, yo. Ah. He told him, you're done, quit, retire, you're no more used to me, we're done. They had lost all their matches in the Super Junior t- uh, tournament, uh, tag tournament, uh, and he finally just uh, decided it's a wrap. And he turned his back on Yo, and he hit him with uh, a, like a package pile driver. He said, fuck your couch. I liked them as a tag team, but Show was a breakout single star, I think. So I'm kind of excited for that. I'll just take your guys' word for it. <laughs> nice. He's no Gabriel kid, but... <laughs> oh, no, no, nobody is. That's my guy. <laughs> Kevin's one new Japan guy. <laughs> that's, my one, that's my one new Japan. It's my one and only. Hey, if it ain't broken, don't fix it, right? There you that's go. Right. That's right. Uh, what else do I have here in the new Japan world? New Japan world. Nope, AAA, we talked about that. CMLL, I talked about that because I don't know anything about that. Uh, this is something cool I found in my news and notes. Mass Republic um, has secured 50 um, visas to bring luchadors over to the United States to make life a little easier for them. So uh, you'll be seeing the likes of Psycho Clown, L.A. Park, Psychosis, Aerostar, Super Crazy, Mystico, and Drago uh, from Japan, Ultimo Dragon, Sasuke, Tajiri. I don't know how he did it, but Mass Republic does a lot of stuff in the uh, in the Lucha Libre community, and uh, this is awesome news for uh, the wrestling community. So props to them for. Uh, I just thought it was a cool story. It's no, no, it's a great. It's really, a great. Really, really cool that they did that because that takes a lot of a lot of work to to get that many people over here. I'm so glad they did. What a what a cool effort from them. So does that mean that they're just eligible? Is are they work visas just for here? Or can they go everywhere? Uh, to bring fifty luchadors to the U.S. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I thought that's awesome. I mean, look, look at those names that you just rattled off. That's that's insane. Yeah, it is. Uh, one last bit of news. Two things actually. The British heavyweight title will be on the line August twenty first as Will Osprey defends against Doug Williams. Ooh, I'm right. At uh, at Rev like a Dougie boy getting back in the. In the saddle, baby. And then uh, this is becoming a weekly occurrence, and it's kind of a bummer, but uh, Dominic DiNucci passed this week. He was 89, so he was an older gentleman. Most uh, famous to us wrestling fans, I think, for training Mick Foley, Shane Douglas. Um, obviously, he was a wrestler. He's a former WWF uh, tag team champion with Bruno San Martino. He later held the WWF tag titles with Victor Rivera and the late Pat Barrett. Um but I think we're all, you know, when, when Mick started to break out uh, and we got to see, you know, Mrs. Foley's little boy, we were introduced to Dominic DiNucci. So 89 years old, uh, he passed. Um, that's all I got to say about that. I don't know if you guys have yeah. anything to say. Had a had a handshake with him, so that's awesome. So uh-huh. at a Russell Pro event. That's fantastic. Or a convention. So that was it. Just a handshake, that's it. But it was cool. Did you give him a hot dog too? Working those indie shows? Oh, yeah. I mean, no, he gave me the hot dog, actually. Uh, <laughs> I popped myself. That's right. <laughs> well, Kevin, while you're, Kevin, you're just receiving handshakes, but I hear you're also giving out. Top five list, Kevin. Oh, baby. 
this might be the most random top five ever. But Matt and K- KTG and Millionaire Matt, these are my top five favorite tag teams in WWE in the 90s that never won the tag team championship. So this is going to be wild. It's gonna be a little. It's gonna be a little crazy. These are these are my favorites, not the bad. You might put the best on there, but these are my favorite tag teams that never won the WWE Tag Team Championship. All right, all right, Kate. Do you want to take the the first shot at this? Uh, uh no. <laughs> all right, Kate. Does, Kate doesn't remember the nineties. That's okay. I will go Power and Glory. Fuck. No. But that, yes, Matt, yes, Matt, yes. Number five, Power and Glory. Choo choo. They just, they just bumped Furnace and Lafon from the, from the list. All right. Um, nothing. Kate. Were the Thrill Seekers the '90s or no? Was that WWE? It? Solely WWE. Oh. Thrill Seekers were Smoky Mounts. I don't even know if they were. Yeah, they had to have been 90s. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, they were 90s. Or, or they may have been 2000s. Yeah, Jericho, right? No, 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 no. The 90s, 100%. Yeah, 90s. anyway. Uh, let me get a high energy. <gasps> How did I think of high energy? Matt. I'm so mad at Number myself. five. And now you got number two. High energy. Coco beware. And my favorite of all time, the Rocket Owen Hart. And... Frankie, Frankie McCaw, who I think may have been dead at this point, but we don't know that for sure. So I'll just guess Techno Team 2002. No, they're always Kate, right. because because I wanted to like make like a, the worst tag teams that never held the championship, but like like I, I felt like it would be more like respectful to have like my favorite or the best tag teams that never they're won the championship heroes oh my god and they're all they're, listen i'll tell you i'll give you a hint none of them are uh are before like 96 so or none of them are after 96 so uh, oh hello nelly can i oh, get the new back. can i get the new rockers matt play all the music you want play all the drops you want correct that's number one ding the new rocker martin Janetti, leaf cassidy oh boys have oh, if they won the belts because they you know what they were so like goofy and they were monkeys fans and i love the monkeys so that's number one all right so you got number five all right i'll have to bump number four was crime time Kate, crime time is not 90s, on the list, Kate. The I don't 90s. think crime time is not even remotely close to the nineties. Well, and definitely not early nineties. Especially not in this era. All right, and Matt, I'll give you that one team was around before the nineties, but we're also a tag team in the nineties. Okay, okay. Uh, I I don't know why, but I'm gonna say the Bushwhackers. Great guess. Thought about it. Not on the list. All right. Thought all about right. it. Kate, anything from you? No. All right. Can I get a Beverly Brothers? Matt, you can get a Beverly Brothers. In fact, they are number three on the list. The Beverly Brothers, number three. All right. So you guys got number five, uh, Power and Glory. All right. So there's going to be a six. There's going to be a six team on this list because I forgot. All right. So 
Number five, Power and Glory. Number three, Beverly Brothers. Number two, High Energy. Number one, Rockers. So you guys got two more teams to guess because we're going to expand it to a six, a top six, a six pack challenge, if you will. That never won. You're not. The Rockers are not on the list, are they? No, I did not include the Rockers on the list because I think we know why. Because they won, but they didn't win. They won, but they didn't win. Uh, uh, well that was going to be my guess. <laughs> well done. Great guess. Because I thought about them. Because I loved Well Done. But no, they are not on the list. I'm dying to know what it makes, what it takes for Kevin to like truly hate a tag team or a wrestler. I don't hate, I don't hate a lot of things. No. But I like a lot of things that people don't like. There it is. I'm telling you, Matt, like, there's two left. I think they're, they're early 90s, very early 90s. Like, literally as close to the 90s as you can get, The, pow- the powers of pain were not a no, tag team. Okay. They, I think they broke up in 89, um, maybe in 90. But no, I did not include them. I love them, but they didn't include them. Because I wasn't, the timeline was a little skeptical to me. All right, all right, all right. Uh, thinking, thinking, thinking. Oh, the Heavenly Bodies? No. All right. Uh, very early on. Uh, I'm, very, I'm very sad the Killer Bees were the 80s. <laughs> yeah. I love the Killer Bees. The, the Young Stallions were not a team, were they? At this time? They were, but not in the 90s. All right, yeah. They were a great team. That, that would be on the list if I went 80s, 90s. The Bolshe- That'd be number one, probably. The Bolsheviks? No, great guess. Love them, too. I loved all these shitty tag teams in the 90s. Rhythm and Blues? Them. Ooh, no. That would have been on there. That could have been, that's a good one, too. No. Matt, come on. One is obvious. One more popular in the 80s, but had maybe like six months or a year in the 90s. Rougeau Brothers? Cape is on the board. <laughs> With the Rougeau brothers. Nice. We'll call that six. We'll call that four. Whatever you want to call it. We'll call it. It's on there. It's number it's, one to me. It's on the no, list. No, I'm sorry. High energy is number one to me, and I hate myself for not getting it. Uh, the Rougeau brothers. brothers is on the list. All right. Six good, or four. Good whatever pull, you want. Kate. So we're just looking for what? Number two? I don't think you guys are going to get this one. I mean, I'm not. No, you're not. I mean, if you got <laughs> Rujos, it's definitely possible you can get this one. They had some pretty high-profile feuds. They had some. They had WrestleMania matches. They had the Twin Towers. No. Let's see. You already guessed the Beverly Brothers, Matt. I did guess. All the right, Beverly so Brothers. I'll, I'll give you a hint. I don't want a hint. Oh, yeah, we'll give it. I don't want a hint here. Just gotta think. I don't think you're going to get it. It's not it the then you're not going to get a hint. because I don't think you're going to get it. I don't it. want your hints, man. I know. I know. But we're going to be here all night. Hey, you. Get your damn hands off of her. Oh, boy. Let's think. It's a good song. Early 90s. Tag team didn't win any gold. Kate, you have any guesses? Feel free to jump in here. Okay, I'll let uh, you Google. Go ahead and Google 90s tag teams. Remind me who we already had. Uh, all right, so we have the Rougeau brothers, the Beverly brothers, High Energy, 
the new rockers and honorable mention just because Matt said them and I forgot them and I loved them. Power and Glory. Rock and Roll Express. Ooh, that's a good guess, but no. They didn't win the tag team titles, right? No, they didn't. And I'm not sure. Yeah, and they were definitely there in the 90s with that NWA bullshit. And in 93, too. The Smoky Mountain bullshit. Yeah. Haku oh, and the Barbarian? No. 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 no I'm not Haku and the Barbarian. All right, all right, all right. Um... You guys are missing. Like, you guess all the teams in the era, and you're just missing one. The Orient Express. I was hoping Kate would get it. But yes, Matt. <laughs> the Orient Express, number six, number four, Saito and Tanaka, or Kato and Tanaka, whichever one you wanted to have, whichever was your favorite. Uh, because Paul Diamond and Tanaka worked together forever in the uh, previous, before the WWE. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so, in no particular order. Uh, High Energy, The Beverly Brothers, Orient Express, The Rougeau Brothers, Power and Glory, and we just mentioned, who did I forget? Uh, the Rougeau Brothers, I think. Even though I said them twice, who cares? Wow. All right. That's Kevin's top five list this week. Six-pack challenge. Boys and girls. Rest in peace, Frankie the Macaw. Uh, Frankie the Macaw. Rest in peace a lot of these people. Yeah, but Frankie yeah. died in a house fire. Actually... Out of all the people on the list, I think only Owen Hart is the one that's gone. Paul Diamond's still alive. Tanaka's still alive. Bo Beverly. Bo and Blake are still alive. Coco's still alive. Leaf Cassidy. Marty Janetti by the grace of God is still alive. Um, yeah, there you go. That was it, boys and girls. Well, boys and girls, it's been a hell ow, of a ride tonight. Uh, Kate, thank you for joining us. Of course. Uh, Get the rub. Get that big shot rub. What's your Twitter handle? Also sitting in on another Fightful show. And if that goes well, I'll also be on Tuesday nights. Um, So tune in August 24th to see me on Sour Graps, which is a lot of fun. What is Sour Um, Graps? Sour Graps with Alex Pulowski. We just, he's like wrestling analyst Lewis Black. He's really fun. Uh, if it wasn't for my horse. All right. Very sour, but very substantive and smart. I guess hence the um, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes there sense. There it is. All right. Uh, what's the uh, plug the Twitter and shit, Kate? Yeah, at Kate on deck, I see. Um, you can catch me on Fridays doing the SmackDown AEW Rampage post show. You'll catch me on Sour Graps that Tuesday and maybe moving forward after that. And, of course, my favorite thing in the world. The Mark Order Pod, every Wednesday night after Dynamite, we talk about all things All Elite. Sometimes Matt can join us. Sometimes he's slinging pizzas and he can't make it. What, what if I What if I do a run-in? What if I What if I want to join the, the Mark Order? And, I'm fine and- with it. I'm not in charge of any technology. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it can be arranged. All right. Yes, hell yeah. I would love that. Uh, guys, uh, I'll be in Boston this weekend uh, for, you know, you know, just having a good time, checking out the city, doing all that stuff. Lots of comedy coming up uh, soon uh, in West Orange and around the surrounding areas. So I would 100% keep it going once the summer ends and we get to September and October. Lots of stuff coming up uh, for myself. You can follow me at Shining Wizards Kevin on Instagram at Kevin Garifo, G-A-R-I-F-O on Twitter. 
I appreciate all the love and support. Guys, Michael K follows me. You can too. All right? How about wow. that? Wow. Ding, ding, ding. There's no That's bell. Right. Tony's not the here. Bell, motherfuckers. Nelly, do you want to plug your shit? Yeah, uh, Nelly. My butthole is here every Monday. Leave, leave poor Nelly alone. Uh, next week, Nelly. again, Mickey James is joining us. Woo! 7 o'clock, so be sure to tune in. We'll be talking NWA Empowered and uh, all things women's wrestling from the wrestling legend. Nelly, you got to get down, sweetheart. Uh, special thanks to our guests tonight, Roxy and Adam Baum, Brian Clark. You can follow both folks on Twitter at the Roxy underscore and at Real Brian Clark. Give them a follow. Let them know you enjoyed their interview on the show. Check out Glory by Honor this weekend on ROHWrestling.club. Honor Club is $10 a month, uh, and they are pumping out these shows. And that $10 a month gets you these exclusive shows and the pay-per-views. Uh, so instead of spending whatever, 20 bucks, 30 bucks for the pay-per-view, you pay the $10 a month gimmick, you get all the Ring of Honor content. Um, at Wizards Podcast, across, across all forms of social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, which I found out I spelled wrong today. Thank you, Kate. Um, <laughs> How's that going, by the way? It's going pretty good. There's a couple of videos that have like 500 views on them, so... Get out of here. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how or why, but it's going well, I guess. Um, I don't know what it is. It's, <laughs> uh, it's a video thing. I don't know, Kevin. I'm terrible at it. But people seem to be following us and watching. So <laughs> check out our TikTok. Big week of wrestling. SummerSlam. Ring of Honor. NXT. The Last Dance. Kate's going to lose <laughs> her mind. Impact. We'll be back next week with Mickey James. Fallout from picks. We'll see how many games back I am, more or less. Uh, Tony's back next week. We're in Studio A next week. Oh. That's it, guys. I got nothing. This is like maybe I'll maybe I'll show. take a picture of myself with the new Impact Wrestling Champion, Mr. Brian Myers, because he's gonna go right from the show right to Boston. Is what I've heard. So, dang. That's it, baby. Get some. That's it. Right there. Love you guys. All right. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. Good night, Gracie. Oh, you son of a. <laughs> what? Did you really? Was that necessary? I'm representing Tony. I no, you're to. not. You're representing KTG. You're Kate the Great. Uh, are, we still but... are we still recording? Well, I was just about to stop it, and then that little tirade happened. So. All right. So, Matt, you want to lay into her? Because you what? hate it when he does it. So. No, I want to stop recording. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> I have to edit. I have to put it in the Roxy interview. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bye, everybody. It's Love okay. We'll see all y'all next week for another fun dinger of an episode of the Shining Wizards <laughs> Wrestling Podcast.